Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about wading through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fen, and joining me is... I'm Ben Enns. Question mark? I always kind of say it like it's a question, because I feel like I should say more at the beginning of the pod. Uh-huh. Ben has written in our in our thing, mostly because I didn't fill in anything. Ben, ben just wrote Fen intro spiel. You always give a little speech. What am I saying? I guess today we're doing days 11 and 12. That's um, not very many days, Fen. No... Day 11 kind of wraps up the first half of two-thirds of this route uh-huh. in a way that is like, sad. I guess 11 and 12 is kind of the, it's the end of an arc. Yeah. Um, And we considered doing day 13. Day 13 is pretty long, as it turns out. And yeah. so it's like, well, we either have a relatively short episode and then a like pretty beefy one, or we have an overstuffed episode that straddles finishing an arc and then starting another yeah uh-huh um and so we decided to just take it a little easy yeah um yeah before we talk about that though oh content warnings in the description uh what else do we say here uh oh you can reach us at crying rules actually at gmail.com if you have questions concerns Questions for the pod. Questions for the pod. We'd love Don't questions. Don't ask us questions for the future stuff. No. We do like to answer questions. We do have a question. We do have a question? I think so. Oh, I didn't put it in here. We should put it in here. Um, Try, remember, remind me at the end. I haven't read it yet. Okay. It's Fen? But, yeah. Have you read any Yuri lately? Okay. So, I have already talked about how to do a relationship yes. or... So do you want to go out or... You've, you've um, mentioned this one a few times because it's one of your favorites, but I don't think you've, like... It's not a reoccurring guest on this show in the way that uh, Girls Last Tour is. That is example. because Girls Last Tour is simply, like, the best manga that okay, has ever been. Okay, we can't talk about it. I'm just bringing it up. I know, I know all about Girls Last Tour. Um, How do we relationship? Is one of the... One of my other favorite manga. It's not... It briefly? Yeah, okay. I will... I just want to say, like... I know that I talk a lot about Girls Last Tour, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm listening. I'm always here listening to you talk about Girls Last Tour. The vibes are impeccable, Ben. Yes, I know. <laughs> I've seen the vibes. They are impeccable, yes. You will see the tears of time. <laughs> uh-huh. Those are some girls who are weighed down by Earth's gravity, let me tell you. Oh my god, they're so... Yeah, uh-huh. Their souls are magnetically attracted to Earth, uh, stuck forever in Earth's gravity, mm-hmm. never able to become new types. Mm-hmm. Um, when did we become a Gundam podcast? Well, I think this is just what happens when you start Zeta, or when you get partway through Zeta, is you turn into a Gundam person for a little while. I think it wears off. Real though. quick. Okay, I'm going to go back to how do we relationship when we come back from this tangent, but... Please! Um, the thing about Zeta... Is that the it's not Yuri. The ending song is not nearly as good as 0079. Amaro. Yeah, the I'm ending wrong. song of 0079 is very, very good. I'm very happy that at the point that we're at, um, Em and Jackson have started leaving in them saying Amaro uh-huh. as the episodes end. Because uh, I missed it. It's just, it's such a great way to end. Uh-huh. I don't care particularly about Amaro. He kind of sucks. Uh-huh. Um, in like some fun ways. Uh, he's he's enjoyable. He's one of my more favorite Gundam characters. But like, 
Uh-huh. Yeah, just the starting with the best theme like ending song and uh-huh. then going anywhere else is just like, oh, mm-hmm. this is a bummer. Okay. How this do we relate? Great Gundam project. <laughs> this is our annu- our like monthly pitch for Gundam project. It's a good podcast. Um I would not recommend watching Gundam alongside it unless you're really into Mac shows, in which case you've probably already seen Gundam. And you have a lot of free time. There's so much Gundam, Ben. Uh-huh. How do we relationship? Give is me a manga about two girls. Yes. It's really about a friend group. Um, but about two girls who start dating in college. Yes. They meet at like the opening Yeah, they meet at at the beginning of college. Orientation, I guess. Orientation, yeah. It's not really a um, ceremony. And they start hanging out from there. They're both like, oh, oh, yeah, I'll be your friend, I guess. Because, you know, you you start college and you don't have any friends because no one from your high school went to college with you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I have to figure out how to how to friend people. Um, so become friends in like two chapters in. They they each independently or they each find out uh, that the other is into women as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's Sayako and Miwa are the two main characters and so Sayako is like hey what if we went out uh what if we dated because like what are the chances of you finding another lesbian here probably pretty good but I feel like it's not that low but like also I yeah um Miwa has never been in a relationship before Sayako has had a, a variety of relationships from it sounded like she was in a relationship with a girl in middle school mm-hmm. and then middle school graduation that girl broke up with her mm-hmm. um and we then, get too detailed with these pitches i think well i i went over the pitch and then I'm just, yeah probably i anyway um so they they're coming to the relationship in a in kind of with different levels of experience and different expectations Psycho's very horny. Miwa's incredibly worried about her first kiss, let alone like having sex for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's about their relationship. I've yeah, talked about it before. About adults, what it, a concept! Um, it's so good. It's like they're still young. You know, they're still young. They're, they're still like adults. eighteen. I think um, Miwa's birthday is like volume four or something. 19th birthday is volume four or something uh-huh. but so there's they're still young but it shares the same thing that i love about octave which is they're uh young enough to have their dumb antics be believable but old enough to be dealing with like real life problems uh-huh. <laughs> like work and um yeah. yeah and it like starts with them beginning a relationship that's not the end point. You know no. what I mean? Yes. That's the other thing is like, oh, it's so nice when things are about like yeah. the turbulence of a relationship. Yeah, it's about a relationship kind of not like a relationship starting almost magically. You know what I mean? And then really just not working out smoothly. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? I think, like from the beginning, it's like, oh, yeah. Like, I guess Miwa said yes, but. Starting a it's relationship based on we're both gay, uh-huh. I guess let's figure out out if this works is like not a it's not a good starting point. No. 
it's bad starting point in fact um and so yeah it's it's uh it's a, a very good thing about like well right one of the things i wanted to say was um often stuff that portrays a couple getting together primarily mm-hmm. even if it like if it has a flash forward at the end it will often be about like oh and they're so happy and they're getting yep. married and like everything's working out well and uh-huh. like that's not how relationships go like even the best relationships even the most fun ones still require work and attention and like strong communication mm-hmm. and uh and and uh messy ones are uh, can be this is this falls into my category of I would never want to be in a relationship like this, but it's mm-hmm. very fun to read about. Uh-huh. Um, a new volume came out. That's why you're talking about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went back and I have a very bad memory. And one of the nice parts of that is I tend to like remember stuff that I that has really struck with me. Um and I knew the girl's last tour. <laughs> um I knew the broad strokes of where it was going. Um but it was a joy to reread it and be like, "Oh right. Uh this happens and like all the twists and turns on the way to the um I'd read the first four volumes before and I'd read five recently and oh <laughs> it reignited like it has stayed as like, oh yeah, that that is one of the, my favorite manga that I've ever read. Mm-hmm. But uh, reading volume five was like, oh god, <laughs> right? I need more of this. I can't. It sucks having to wait for more. Um. So yeah, it's just it's very good. If you haven't read it, highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best manga because it's just like it's. It's, it's well romance. it's well written so if, you're, it's, if you're not into romance at all you won't like it you really probably not stuff. yeah yeah you have to have a fundamental like you have to baseline be enjoy the uh relationship drama yeah to like enjoy it but i think it is also what makes it good is good art um fun characters because mm-hmm. it is it's like it is the two of them and then they are part of a band uh and so uh, there's not much like class stuff but there is a lot of stuff um with their friend group and the band and we occasionally get chapters from other people's perspectives there's there's a character who it is i would say is uh she reads as non-binary mm-hmm. or like definitely kind of uh non-binary and or ace um she's kind of like dating what's that i don't want to be a woman (laughs) um uh yeah and so it's it's a it's a fun group of characters Uh and um the like fundamental drama and and tension there is really fun is is how did we relationship the one with the really really horny straight best friend yes the one who like is having a passionate like conversation about with one of her friends and like really really feeling the love of like supporting another person's relationship while getting fucked. Yes. <laughs> and the guy is like, "Hey, can you stop texting?" She is she's giving an impassioned speech <laughs> while she's riding him. And he's like, "Hey, can you not?" This is a little weird. <laughs> um she she gets a chapter in volume 5 that is about like it's yeah it's interesting the the chapters it gives to non-main characters are fun because it it, they can kind of feel like oh here's a character who a character type who could be 
um, portrayed as like, oh, cautionary or like, don't do this. Mm -hmm. And she's very much like, some people have hobbies that are like watching anime or like doing other stuff. I just like boys. I like having sex. It's fun. People like sometimes make fun of me or but but like mm-hmm. whatever. She, just, she's living her best life. She is she is living her best life, Ben. And uh-huh. I appreciate her for that. Uh-huh. Um yeah. What do you have, Ben? Well, you're you brought this. Uh-huh. Part of the thing that we're we're trying to do is both of us read um at least some part of what the other's gonna bring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so we can have more of a back and forth. Yeah. Fen. Let me tell you about Walk to Death. I think I like this more. This is a manga by the the Lyrosatsuki mangaka. What's the name of the mangaka? Oh, God. One sec. Ryoki or something like that? Yeah. Ryoki Shiki. <laughs> Ryoki. Ryoki. Ryoki Shiki. Yeah, I know. Um, this is a manga that, she, that uh, Ryoki Shiki would write. Yeah. If she was going to write a manga. I guess we don't know because... Yeah, Ryoko. Ryoko. So, this is by the same person who wrote Liar Sotsky, which we've featured on this podcast before, I'm pretty sure. Yes, absolutely. This, it's er, it's an earlier one. It's a bit rougher in a lot of ways, but it's got a lot of fantastic stuff to it. It's also less Yuri than Sotsky is. This is this is extremely the Tsukihime to Liar Sotsky's Fate Stay Night. Fate Stay Night. Yes, it, that's exactly <laughs> This uh, walk to death. Let me let me give the pitch on a girl, a very very pale looking girl. She's she has a normal life at she's, school. She has a friend. She is albino. She's albino. Uh, she's got. I love the way her eyes are drawn because they go straight off. The eyeliner goes straight off her head. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She comes home from school one day after a normal day of school, and her father is dead on the ground after having knocked over a bookshelf and hit his head on a table. Yeah. She looks at him, reaches down, picks up the book that he was going to read, says, ooh, this is a nice one, and smiles. <laughs> She's so sick, man. <laughs> Tokiko uh, is the adopted child of this family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as uh, the first couple of chapters go on, people in the family, other than the father, start dying too. Yeah, the second chapter. By the second, by the, like the third chapter, three people are dead. Yeah, out of eight mm-hmm. of this, I guess nine. No, eight. It's eight surviving members of this family, and three chapters in, it's yeah, three yeah. out of eight are dead. Yeah, there's no, this, yeah. So sorry, there are nine members of this family, uh, including um, what is it, Tokiko? And seven mm-hmm. other like siblings slash in laws. Her niece, um, like other people. Her niece and her father. Yeah. So her father dies in like the first in the first pages, chapter. Yeah. And then the next two chapters kill off two of her. Uh, While they're at the siblings. hospital. While they're at the hospital identifying the body, three. I think two or three people die. I think it's just two. Just two. That's still too many. Yeah. It's so fast. Tokiko is followed by death in some way. It's unclear on if it's if someone is killing people or if she is cursed or haunted in some way or even if she is the killer herself. Yeah. Because she feels nothing when people die. 
Yeah. Tokiko's a fascinating character. I would say that Satsuki and Tokiko, the the main characters of both of these manga, are pretty like autism coded. You know what I mean? Satsuki is In like, very different ways. Is though. autistic coded uh parentheses like uh Lovable. textural or te- like there is texture there. She's not just it's not just like, oh look at this aut- autistic girl. Yeah. Um Yeah, she Satsuki's bit is that she she does things like she has moral things that she will not bend on to yeah. the point of self-destruction. Uh-huh. She doesn't really always understand other people, but she's driven to do the right thing, you uh-huh. know. And, like, you can connect to her when, if you are willing to, like, work with her a little bit. You know what I mean? Tokiko is, what if autistic people were sociopaths? What if autistic people were... Well, I don't even think that's the thing with Tokiko. It definitely is a less... um. Love, she calls love herself people. a sociopath uh-huh. at one point. Like, I think, and whether that is, sure, whether that is uh-huh. she has difficulty reaching out to and, like, connecting with people, mm-hmm. or that is just, like, fundamentally she doesn't, she cannot do that, I think is uh-huh. up in the air a little, but. It feels, Tokiko feels very, she doesn't know how to connect to people. People make no effort to connect to her aside mm-hmm. from one friend. Yeah. And so she just doesn't say anything. She just smiles and look, tries to look normal. And then once people start dying, she's so sick of having to like pretend to be a normal person that she just turns into a complete fucking sicko. <laughs> it, I wouldn't call this positive autistic representation. I don't I don't like I don't like thinking of things in that terms. You know what I mean? Those no, terms. I just. Like, uh, I wouldn't, if someone, if someone pointed at Tokiko uh-huh. and was like autistic, I would be like, I don't know that I want. I think that the context of this person, this author having written multiple characters who fit this mold in different ways adds more like interesting yeah. elements to it. She is, she is the kind of character who autistic, autistic fed up people, with other people point at and go like, yeah, that's representation. But if would be problematic for someone who's not autistic to point Uh to and go like ah yes she's autistic Uh uh-huh yeah 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 which is always complicated because like i'm not diagnosed yeah but like look size to side (laughs) you know what i mean Uh there's a reason that like almost all of my friend group is autistic you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um tokiko's fascinating though yeah yeah walk uh-huh. to death is great it's like a series of like it's a it's almost like a more of a horror movie than a lot of um final destination it's a final destination kind of yeah it's like everyone here is fated to die for some reason every chapter ends with a the portrait gri- a three by three grid of characters um tokiko is in the middle and it is very clear like from from chapter like three on it's like oh okay everyone on this grid is going to die and it's uh-huh. it's about finding out how they're going to die um like yeah yeah they if they go missing if their fate is unknown then the portrait gets grayed out if they're dead it's grayed out and blood spattered uh-huh there's a there's a great uh chapter break it might be even be a volume break mm-hmm. i think it's just a chapter break um that is that plays with that of a character getting grayed out and then being uh, fine being fine i think that's the first 
time no second time that, that doesn't happen very often usually if they go gray they're fucking dead yeah but there's, then there's also a case where a character is gray for like six chapters as uh it is unclear she's just missing she's just missing she might be fine probably not but uh. these some of these deaths are so unlikely you know uh-huh. what i mean because like it definitely feels very early on they're like okay who killed it was this an accident or who killed this person right yeah and then more unlikelier deaths happen one of the first deaths that happen i think the third death that happened is someone is following tokiko on the stairs of the hospital she tries to apologize to her for something one of the other family members said Mm -hmm. she apologizes tokiko says it's fine she doesn't care the girl the person turns to walk down the stairs as a nurse is coming up the stairs tokiko calls out to her her family member turns around, stumbles on the stairs, falls backwards. Her neck is stabbed through by the pen the nurse is holding. It severs her vertebra and she dies instantly. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, that's that's the bit is uh-huh. just like, oh, co- cool. What like weird, wacky death is. Uh-huh. And is it going to be a clearly accidental death? Like, no one could have set up that set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like she steps on her shoelace and stumbles is what yeah. makes her fall. No one could have predicted or like, like There's cosmically so she could maybe? have been stabbed yeah. in the throat and like been at least had a chance to survive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and then there are, and then there are deaths that are like, someone it could that go way. either way yeah uh and then there are deaths that are like oh no that person was murdered <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> um yeah yeah and it's this great confluence of uh in the way that like there's something there the, it's fun that something supernatural seems to be going on it's mm-hmm. doing this like dance of like well maybe it's just a serial killer but some of the stuff is so bizarre and the, the manga itself is like characters are like something supernatural is going on yeah. here this is this is some kind of curse yeah uh-huh there are cops who are like we just got to get to the bottom of like what's going on uh-huh. and then there's uh a paranormal paranormal investigator gets introduced who are like apparently uh employed by a college which is <laughs> the ghostbusters yeah uh, so funny and then there's a reporter who's that also girl, trying the girl to... in charge of the paranormal thing is so funny <laughs> she like uh smokes so much that uh her office is considered a biohazard and she's uh, taped over the smoke alarm so it stops going off uh-huh. and like her assistant's like you should really cut back on smoking considering you can't even climb stairs anymore and she's like that's why i moved to a building with an elevator solved problem <laughs> just dirtbag women love dirtbag women yeah so this is definitely i would say satsuki is has like a clearer goal in what it's trying to do walk to death it kind of starts meandering after a certain point i think i would see this is the thing is that ben and i's opinions of fate and skihime are reversed here where i like walk to death way better partially because i know it's going to end yeah Um, that's nice like satsuki is 47 chapters or something Mm. 48 right now um go on and the ending is not really in like it could end any point but it doesn't feel like we're wrapping up Uh um versus walk to death is 20 and i i think it's it's going to end up being like 36 or something not all of it's translated not all of it's translated it's it's all finished yeah and so 
I think I think Walk to Death spends significantly less time spinning its wheels than yeah. Satsuki does. It's not even that I think it's spinning its wheels. It's just that like the opening ch- couple chapters of Walk to Death with the family are so solid that once they start introducing all of these different investigators and everything, there's like so many dudes just kind of running around in different directions, not talking to each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think this is the and Tokiko, who I really love often ends up just sort of walking around while other people do things yeah that's fair uh-huh um this is the i meant to go on a walk i was like okay like two nights ago or something it's like okay i gotta um i gotta get through some walk to death so i can talk with ben about it on the pod um and sat down and then like i was like oh yeah and i like it's been a while it's nice and cool tonight i should go on a walk later um and then i was like oh no i'm just i'm just gonna sit here and read all of this it's really good isn't it's translated right now it's really good Mm -hmm. um satsuki is i think i one of my favorite ongoing things i would say Uh it it really it really works for me but this is the fact that walk to death is finished uh is really really is an excellent bit because i'm just like yeah i just i want to get through this thing it's really good the fact that uh satsuki turned the yuri portion of satsuki turns into a harem is really my complaint on that is like oh if we didn't need this Uh uh-huh i could have done without this i would like it a lot more if it was like like Uh she does kind of have a clear uh it's not so gratuitous that it bothers me right no Uh which is like satsuki's barely a yuri yeah it is it is primarily this author very interested in people dying (laughs) and girls being fucking sickos yes um so it's like yeah i think the thing that i enjoy more about walk to death Mm -hmm. is that it feels like oh yeah things are most chapters feel like even if it's introducing new characters it still feels like the plot is moving forward uh-huh um well you see they can't waste too much time because all of the characters introduced are killed off almost immediately <laughs> yeah <laughs> um whereas satsuki feels like like yeah there are characterful chapters but like oh and at the end of those like two or three or four chapters everything's back to normal yeah and like nothing really has changed yeah yeah. I think like the opening That's the thing that's the nice thing about Walk to Death is that like the everything is changing constantly because people are actually dying while Satsuki yeah. hasn't let anyone die yet. Yeah. But the, I'd like things are slowly getting worse uh-huh. in Satsuki, which is but it's like going to be a really fun climax if, yeah, if something yeah. pops off with that. It's but it feels like the kind of thing that is like oh until uh the mangaka wants to move on like this is the status quo for this is the status quo for as long as they want to keep it going is like yeah you could stick here forever and it would be like not eventually it would get old Uh but like fundamentally it's like a fine place to just vibe (laughs) yeah i think there is a point of frustration i could reach if it goes on too long but i'm definitely not there yet with satsuki I also just, like I said, I like how much agency Satsuki herself has in the story compared to Tokiko. Tokiko does a lot of, like, says a lot of sick things and has a lot of really great expressions, but she is often just like a token being moved around. Yeah, that's uh-huh. fair. While Satsuki is, like, really grabbing the reins yeah. as best she can. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which is, I think, is interesting because it is 
unclear in Walk to Death, even as far as we've gotten, how much of this is her uh, versus is just cosmic justice. Yeah. Or is just random chance. Yeah. It seems like, uh, yeah, Tokiko is not actively doing anything. Like, yeah. it, that could be a twist later. I could be proven wrong. But it feels very much like she is being followed by some kind of curse. Yeah. Basically. Uh-huh. More than she is killing people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you? How far have you gotten in Monster Wants to Eat Me? I'm still in like chapter five. Oh, fan, you gotta we, read more of that. We gotta dive into that at some point. Uh-huh. Well, um, once you've caught up, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it again so you can tell me your thoughts on it. Because uh-huh. that's another one of my favorite ongoing things <laughs> it's so sick uh real quick just a little thing mm-hmm. uh, before we wrap up yuri tea time um i got a subscription to yuri Hime. oh yeah the uh i think it's comic yuri Hime is its full name mm-hmm. um which is uh as it sounds i bet that if you read it's uh, monthly. It's a monthly. Magazine. It's monthly magazine. It's like, so it's Shonen Jump, but for Yuri instead. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I it's a I monthly think it, chapter, like a bunch of chapters of individual manga yeah, released are, every month. I think Shonen Jump is probably a, a bad example. Is does Shonen Jump just publish porn? Fan, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I just mean there are a bunch of. But like structurally, it's the same thing. Yeah. And kind some, of, I think that, I don't think there's much porn, but there's some like a graphic, like uh, violent things in Shonen Jump. Yeah, I guess my thing is there are a bunch of these magazines uh-huh. that are like m- monthly or weekly or biweekly. I think How Do We Relationship is in a biweekly magazine, um, like every two weeks. Um, and I was just using a structural example. Yeah, that people may no, have heard just, of. Like, because lots of people have heard of Shonen Jump. You don't kind of nip part of. Part of the thing about Yurihime that is fascinating is that like the thing that you need to get in is have your have your story be about girls in love. Yeah. Um and so like, oh, it it contains a a wide variety of things from like Yuru Yuri, which is wholesome comedy. Like just comedy. Starts off um very much like, oh ha ha ha, isn't it funny when girls assault each other? Mm-hmm um and i think it's calms down sense but it's like this is a comedy to assuming chan is interested in lesbian brothels which is like oh yeah 50 percent of every chapter is like a sex scene mm-hmm. um to uh together we live together under one roof i don't remember what the name but is a um mangaka just like documenting and like writing a a uh like almost like an essay on just like her relationship with her wife mm-hmm. or partner rather i don't think japan has gay marriage yet no, um, maybe tokyo some districts in tokyo do but i don't think it's very much um and so it's like it's a wide variety of stuff tonally um from well, right and then to um my girlfriend isn't here today which is like extremely high drama melodramatic uh melodramatic uh um and so it's like there's not it's not a genre based like shonen jump is shonen stuff <laughs> um is like you know battle manga and but yuri is considered a genre i don't think it is oh 
depending on who you ask, yeah. it is or it isn't. Because mm-hmm. not all of these are relationship focused manga. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a good genre, but a lot of Yuri stuff gets clumped together. Yeah, but I mean like Yuri because, because if it is a story about gay people, that overrides the other genre that it is, which is why you have a gay magazine for the gay stories. That I'm saying this is a negative thing. This depends on who you are. Like I'm saying marketing-wise. And I think that also like again depends on who you are. I'm goddamn sentence <laughs> all i'm saying i read it why is it a gay why is all the gays in one magazine then fan well that's what i'm saying is there's i love you <laughs> like there mm-hmm. i have read yuri stuff that has been published in shonen jump mm-hmm. it tends to be like uh a little etchy mm-hmm. and mostly bad. It's like not stuff I would recommend. Uh-huh. Um, but like, yeah, that got published in a shonen magazine, mm-hmm. not just like a Yuri focused magazine. I'm speaking broadly, but okay. I know. I just gotta like, let it go. There is nuance here. There is nuance. That, yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm speaking in the broadest possible senses that I think are generally true, and then we can get more specific. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. We have such, like, bizarre structural disagreements every time we talk about (laughs) fucking anything. It's the funniest thing in the world. (laughs) February 10th. Wait, wait, wait. I I wanted to tell you about this thing that I saw. Speaking of wholesome stuff, derogatory, I saw, this is a total tangent, it'll probably get cut, but I saw this fan art for Spy Spy X Family the other day Mm -hmm. that was like, I wanted to make Spy X Family even more wholesome. And it was like com- fan art made to negate the fact that yours murderer by like making a AU where they're all actors. What? <laughs> like Anya and uh, Yor, and they're all acting in a show within a show. So no murders actually are happening, even in the fictional. My family is already just like incredibly the, wholesome. The fact that Yor is a murderer is. One of the only things that keeps it from being wholesome derogatory for me. Yeah. <laughs> it is like complicates it a little bit enough that it's fun. You know what I mean? The entire dream there is, oh, they have a fake family, but then they fall in love for real. Uh-huh. And, like become a real family. And they raise a little kid who's yeah. cute and they love. You know what I this mean? This is the most wholesome thing uh-huh. in existence. I mean, again, she is a... Uh... <laughs> A killer who has slaughtered hundreds of people, probably uh, without mercy, for a shady organization. Yeah, and but the, like, but the thing is, but that tension is part of what makes it fun. I know and, that I know that she got an arc recently, but as like I've read like thirty something chapters, I think it doesn't come up. Very and like, much. that's barely a part of her character yeah. in the manga. It's, she's it's like, yes, she's introduced as a killer. She barely kills anyone. God, fan. Wait till you get to the thing, though, because there's a part where she whips one of those, like, horrible dagger thorn things that she has through a door and into someone's skull, pinning him to a wall. That sounds great. Um, <laughs> my family is like... Yeah, no. No, that, that just... That pisses me off because it's like, come on. Do you really gotta... People can't even kill people in fiction. They have to fiction kill fiction people. Uh-huh. Um. Anyway, right. The other thing, Yurihime, way longer than I expected. Huge. 
It's like five hundred page. It's five hundred pages long and is um like letter page sized. It's huge. Like very large pages and also five hundred of them. We're gonna take a whole bookcase just for Yurihime if we keep getting Yurihime. Yeah, which we will because we're not going to break. We're going to like like it too much. Uh huh. This is it's all in Japanese. You can't get this in English. It's not translated. Yeah. yeah. Uh my but, my my one problem is that the specifically um my girlfriend isn't here today. Uh-huh. Uh the group who was translating it dropped it. And so it's like shattering. There are uh three chapters between the last translated chapter and the one in the in the magazine sitting right in front of me How and it's much feral like <laughs> cheating girl action could happen in those three chapters i can't this live is without the thing them. is i i like couldn't help myself but uh start reading the chapter in here and it's just the most bonkers like how did we get here uh-huh. i'm so curious how we got here uh and i wish i knew i wish i knew where to go to like where would I go to find those chapters? I would take the time to like read them and uh I can't read Japanese quickly, mm-hmm. but I know enough um I know enough kanji and grammar to like basically grasp how to figure out the parts I don't know. Yeah. Um so it might take me a while, but I can I can read stuff. Yeah. When it's good very practice. exciting. Yeah. And That's how you get good at specifically the thing reading. is I was like, oh, a lot of my favorite stuff, or a lot of stuff that I really enjoy right now that's coming out is in Yurihime. What if we just got a subscription and, like, used that as practice? Shout out to Kinokuniya for letting you sub- to subscribe to Japanese magazines. Yeah. They didn't pay us. Hmm? But they didn't pay us. We don't but... do any ads. They're yeah. a bookstore. Yeah. Bookstores are cool. Yeah. They're not uh, Barnes and Nobles. Yeah. You, you could censor it if you want. I don't know. I, as far as I could tell, they're the only option for like getting subs- a subscription to a Japanese <laughs> magazine um, in the U.S. So even if we did censor them, it's pretty easy to figure out who we're talking about. But <laughs> February tenth. Day 11, Dragon Slay. It's a Sunday, fam. Where have all the cool day titles gone, Ben? It sucks. Every single day title is the most... Either is nothing. It's the most bland shit ever. <sighs> this is... I'm glad that I read Stay Night first. Because it would be... There are, there are things that I, that I still would have liked more about Stay Night. Yeah. But... Uh, you see how I got Tsukihime poisoning, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Tsukihime rules. <laughs> um, so, I'm glad that we're finally here. One, okay, here's... The thing is that this episode is where uh, Tsukihime, or where <laughs> Fate Stay Night is really starting to get going. Yes. Um, I'm having more fun this episode than I have so far. And I was pretty high on it last episode, too. Yeah. I still want to kick Shiro in the dick though. This is this is like this the opening to day eleven uh-huh. is like, oh, we're finally in it. We're in the stuff that makes me like Saber. Yeah. If you have to this point been like, Fen, why is your favorite character from this game like just 
a knight who has a cool sword. It is cool. She doesn't knight seem cool to have sword. much going on. And one, ye, I, I like knights. Listen, yeah. I didn't realize I liked knights. Girl and knights. Girl knights are great. Boy knights can be cool too, I guess. But like girl knights. Um. Okay. So here is a perfect place to put in the question that Blute Wine sent us. Arturia, Artoria, or Altria? <laughs> the, those are the three ways that her name has been uh We should generally romanized. save questions for the end just for consistency's sake, but I'll, I'll allow it here. The, the thing is, is that this translation uses Arturia. Arturia. Which I get why they're doing that. Yeah. Because it's closer to Arthur. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, I stuck to uh, Al- Altria for as long as possible but just to bother you because that's the official localization, right? Yeah. That's I think every single official fate thing uses Altria. As far as I know, that's Nasu's preferred yes. localization and I just can't get behind it. It's because of Castoria being Artoria, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Is, that I've kind of drifted in the direction of Artoria, but I think the correct one is Altria since that's the official localization. Artoria is... That's... It sounds cooler. Um, the thing is, is that I don't. Yeah. I don't like yeah. Arturia as much as Artoria. No, Artoria is like yeah, she's Arthur. <laughs> That's the thing is is Arthur Artoria. Uh-huh. Yeah. They anyway. Um, Arturia it j- just throws me every time I see it. I'm like, it's closer, Honestly, but it's not. I've drifted even further playing Stay Night into just calling her Saber all the time, even though I was really against that to start, because there's just, in, by the time you get to Fate Grand Order, there's too many Sabers. You can't just call her Saber. Yeah, but she is the Saber. Uh-huh. Like, the thing is, is even playing Grand Order first and coming out of it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's Saber and Archer and Caster and Lancer uh-huh. and, like, yeah. Saber's the only one. I think Koo is maybe the only one because you find out his name so quickly. That's Koo, baby. That's Koo, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> you find out his name so quickly that it's like, oh yeah, of course that's Koo. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is like, oh yeah, you you spend so long referring to them by their class names that like, yeah, of course that's that's Saber, Ben. That's Saber. Uh huh. Yeah, Saber and Berserker are the two. Cause, but you find out Berserker's name, but they still call him Berserker yeah. constantly. Uh huh. Anyway, let's get back to the. I've actually had to like cut bits where I accidentally call Ryder by her actual name mm-hmm. a few times. I think. Yeah. I guess Ryder. I also think of. Maybe I think of Ryder as her actual name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would. I would call her Ryder. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is this. This is the stuff, Ben. I love it when Shiro dreams are uh Saber's dreams. Uh-huh. Well Or memories is what yes. it is. Uh-huh. Cause yeah. We'll we'll get the, we get this at some point in the episode. This isn't a surprise. Uh servants don't have dreams. Yeah. Because they're dead. Yeah. They can only remember things that already happened. Yes. But master and servants can remember each other's memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Servants cannot, like, servants can't dream. Yeah. Because they're, they're already dead. The future is already over. You yeah. know what I mean? 
they they cannot their they wish is something is a past regret not something they want for the future typically you know what i mean yeah the thing that they want is already set in stone when they're summoned as a servant and so they can't like make new they don't have new desires they yeah. can't think of new futures yeah and they can later on servants will be able to do that but here it's not it's it's mostly regret right yeah uh-huh mm-hmm. okay we get a version of the king arthur myth yeah like an abridged kind of sliced up version which and notably uh artoria uh arturia was born a girl yeah right assigned uh-huh. female at birth artoria which through the whole prophecy tell me about the king arthur legend okay so you just do the nasty stuff you know what i mean you don't gotta go into detail about everything you know well yeah so i think last episode i said i'd been reading lamorto arthur and i still haven't finished because i got distracted by some other stuff but um a walk to death (laughs) walk to death is very good um so is yuri i just love it when girls um oh i didn't even talk about yuri is my job i'll talk about that yeah that'll be next time you'll you'll have caught up yeah um so nasu's version of this myth I guess we know by the time he gets to... I don't remember if Lancelot is mentioned in this game. Uh-huh. But by the time we get to Grand Order, Lancelot's certainly, like, solidly one of the knights. I don't think many of the knights besides Bedivere get mentioned. Yeah, Bedivere gets mentioned a bunch. Even but... Mordred doesn't come up. Oh, wow. Mordred is mentioned, but not by name. Yeah. Um. So... Nasu's version shares some things with uh, Lamorta Arthur. And... Let me tell you the version of this story that I remember reading was, um, I don't remember much of it, but I remember that there's King Uther Pendragon. Yes. Has a secret kid. Yes. Who gets raised by someone else. Yes. And is prophesied to be king. Yes. By Merlin. Yes. Yes. All that consistent. Merlin. Well, so... The thing is, is that in Lamorte Arthur, Uther Pendragon is like, damn, that guy's wife is hot. And Merlin's like, okay, go siege his castle. I will uh, disguise you as him. And then you're going to go ride to this castle over here where his wife is. Mm -hmm. And you're going to go sleep with her. And she's going to be like, oh, my husband. And you're going to be like, damn, she's fine. Uh, And... I know because I'm Merlin and have magic powers that you're gonna, uh, you are going to impregnate her and then later you're gonna kill her husband and then she's gonna come to your court and you're gonna be like, well, you're husbandless now, so how about marrying me? This is so interesting because the version that I read of this was way, way cleaned up. You know what I mean? There's no uh, disguising yourself as another guy to have sex with his wife, rape his wife. That's rape. Yeah. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but like, and the version I read Mer- has Merlin as this like wise prophet, basically. Merlin is a fuckboy. Yeah. The thing is that the 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 Mort Arthur version of Merlin is the fate version of Merlin, who's like a weird little prankster bitch. Yeah. It's the it's the we're also gonna get Tristan in the future, uh-huh. and it's like it was fascinating reading Le Mort Arthur and going like, oh, the entirety of Tristan's character is just here. Yeah. Like 
yeah, they're they're incredibly faithful to what Tristan is like. A crybaby. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's the most emo boy you've ever seen. Uh-huh. And like that is just in the source text. Yeah. Uh, in a really, it, it's really fun and interesting that it's like, oh, yeah. Nasu I, cares about this story, these, these old myths. Uh-huh. It's very fun. Um, and so he plays very fast and loose with myth- a lot of mythology, but you can tell when he has like a particular interest in something because he does he does research it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so this is the f- yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Merlin's like, okay, well, right. Part of that deal is Merlin's like, I will disguise you as long as you give me that kid that you're about uh-huh. to go. Uh, have Mm -hmm. um and so merlin takes the kid away this is consistent with um with fate yeah uh merlin takes the kid away gives it to a loyal knight of uther's do we know who that knight is i don't remember uh what his name is. i can't remember i remember there being a knight but i don't remember what his name was he has a name Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't remember what it is uh and that knight raises uh arthur as his own yeah so the fate version is this is all complicated because uh artoria is born a girl and uther doesn't believe that she can be king is that the case yeah because a girl can't inherit the throne okay i didn't i don't remember that at all yeah yeah the uther was is particularly like oh wait this prophecy can't happen because this kid is the wrong sex huh yeah and uh, Merlin is like, oh, no, this makes it even better. Believe me. <laughs> um, right. So in Fate, it seems like uh, she's raised as like very explicitly an adopted kid. In Lamorde Arthur, she's just raised as one of his kids. Yeah. Um, uh, and so when when it comes to and then... Um, Lamar Arthur, the pulling the sword out of the stone is the funniest part of the book. Yeah. Because, and this significantly differs from the fate version. Um, there's a tournament, or Sword in the Stone appears. I think it's Merlin I makes think it. I think it's Merlin who makes that, it. Yeah. I can't remember. In fate, Merlin makes it. I don't remember in Lamar Arthur. I think Merlin does. Um, it's in front of the church, and uh it says on it, hey, whoever pulls this sword will become king. Yes. Um, I think Uther's died at this point. Probably. Um, and so there's there everyone's like, everyone tries, no one does it, and they're like, Okay, that's fine. Anyway, we have a bunch of knights here, so why don't we just like set up a jousting tournament? Yeah. Uh and so they have fun jousting mm-hmm. and uh Arthur's Arthur's brother, mm-hmm. um, loses his sword or forgets his sword at home mm-hmm. and he's like hey arthur can you go grab me uh my sword from home mm-hmm. and arthur goes home can't find the sword i think this is how it goes um and uh or finds the sword and then his brother needs another one anyway um rides by the sword in the stone is like hey there's a sword just sitting there <laughs> pulls it out and brings it to his brother <laughs> That's very fun. Very um, funny. And then his brother like does great deeds of arms, and uh, <laughs> I think Merlin is like, "Hey, that where'd you get that sword?" And he's like, "My brother gave it to me. Don't know where he got it though." <laughs> uh, and Arthur's like, "Oh yeah, I just like rode by, and there's a sword, and it it was just sitting in a stone, so like I just grabbed it." Um, Merlin, <laughs> holding back a giggle. <laughs> where'd you get that sword? <laughs> um, 
and anyway, and and then uh, Arthur has to do a bunch of like everyone's like you're nobody like you're not the next king um and so arthur has to repeatedly like put the sword back in the stone wait for a bunch of guys to try to pull it out fail and then he's like pulls it back out extremely funny (laughs) um it's it's a it's a funny bit but in this Mm -hmm. um none of none of that context of like a jousting and arthur happens oh does it the jousting happens okay because it says that like since no one could pull out the sword they were going to joust to determine who becomes Oh, king. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, Artoria just walks up to it and picks... Not even... She doesn't even wa- just walk up to it. Merlin warns her not to take it, basically. Yeah. This is the thing of, like... This is the this is the Nasu shit starting to kick in. Yeah. Absolutely. Merlin says something along the lines of, if you pick up that sword, you will never be human again. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she accepts this. Yes. Um, It's a very different vibe than, like... Oh whoops! I guess I'm king now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, specifically, she couldn't join the jousting because she was too small. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, I believe that is also the like she is her brother's page because mm-hmm. she's not like there's no brother mentioned in this. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, I love the stress that it places on her becoming something not human. Yes. Um. Both Merlin saying explicitly like you will no longer be human. Oh, do you want to read that line? Um. Wait, which line? Oh, yeah. Um, becoming a king means no longer being human. She was prepared for that. Ugh. She was prepared for that ever since she was born. In short, a king is someone who kills everyone to protect everyone. Mm-hmm. This rules. Yeah. Uh, which is like, oh, yeah. Merlin doesn't mean you're no longer human and that that, that is um, like either purely a good thing or a bad thing yeah. it is like no you are both more and less than human mm-hmm. um yeah anyway yeah yeah it's interesting stuff because we, we kind of get the thing where she knows that she's destined to or she believes that she's destined to save britain right mm-hmm. and she's like i want to protect everyone it's like an is an interesting mirror of Shiro's I want to be a superhero thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, and so this is the interesting thing of like, I have not finished Lamort Arthur. Yeah. I assume that given the once in future king thing, Arthur's going to go on a conquering spree at some point. Like the thing about Lamort Arthur's 75% of it isn't about King Arthur. It's about uh-huh. the Knights of the Round Table and like their Lance escapades. And like uh, Arthur shows up occasionally as like a cameo, but doesn't really do much deeply funny um also the questing beast is there still hasn't been resolved um but yeah there's an interesting bit of the thing that is most different i would say is that uh this uh nasu's version portrays britain as a country under siege Mm -hmm. that there are enemies from outside who are trying to take over mm-hmm. and um and that is like just not true yeah i think arthur goes on an early like conquering spree and like uh seizes some land early on in the book and then is just like yeah and like he he goes to festivals with other kings and like jousts with them but it's not over like there isn't a war except for except for the part where uh arthur marches on rome um, uh-huh. I thought that the like, Romans at some point, and uh, 
uh, I think gets the Roman emperor to um, to like surrender to him. And then Arthur's like, well, I don't want to rule over Rome anyway. And then just goes back home. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird, it, it's yeah. fascinating. Lamar to Arthur is fascinating. Um, and we've already gone on very King long. King Arthur is a lot pettier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Yeah. The Nazi version is very like, Arthur unites Britain. Mm-hmm. That's one sentence. And then like, oh, there's a thousand enemies outside of Britain that need to be defeated. And then yeah. there's peace. You know, mm-hmm. and everyone's united under one king and yeah. it's all very clean. You know, it's much more. Yeah. Lamar to Arthur is much more like, oh, yeah. Like there are like turf wars occasionally fought, mm-hmm. but it's not like, oh, we are constantly under siege and mm-hmm. we need to like we are the the we are we are under siege from savages yeah, and uh-huh. like we're the the like light on the hill that are keeping the the dark hordes away uh-huh. it's, like, it's very much like oh yeah like the welsh probably want like that three acres and like uh-huh. maybe they get it and maybe they don't but like yeah that's funny that the older one is a little bit less um clean and heroic you know mm-hmm. what i mean which makes sense because old legends are messy yeah uh okay some other stuff uh her body stops aging that's fun Uh at like how old is she like 16 or 17 yep great we know (laughs) i know this because there is a version of uh artoria in grand order who uh is does not stop aging and you can tell because her titties are enormous second largest titties in that game no can't be third I guess Bargeist isn't in it yet. Yeah. Ra- Raikou wins. Passion Lip. Oh, Lip. Okay, third largest, I think. Lip, Lip, Raikou, Lion King? Is anyone else... I'm not used to rating them by titty size. Huh. Yeah, Milf uh, Artoria is a thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> we know someone... <laughs> um yeah so that's a weird that's a weird another one of those weird ways of getting around her age is by making her physically young which isn't the problem with like age difference stuff Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's a fascinating misunderstanding of what the problem is there like the problem with cl in tsukihime isn't that she looks too old it's that she's like 30 (laughs) you know what i mean Uh uh-huh so anyway um what else uh oh yeah also notable is that uh the sword and the stone is not excalibur right so i misspoke kind i misspoke last time Uh uh-huh um when i said that uh nasu or i don't remember exactly what i said i said something about yeah i said something was nasu special this is not entirely true um i think specifically nasu using caliburn and excalibur like those are both names for excalibur mm-hmm. or the sword of king arthur i am 90 percent sure that lamort arthur refers to both the sword of selection mm-hmm. or the sword in the stone as excalibur and also the sword that saber gets or wow <laughs> the sword that um <laughs> King Arthur gets from the Lady in the Lake as uh-huh. Excalibur. And that like Excalibur is Arthur's sword, 
and both of those are powerful swords not that um like excalibur refers to a specific sword yeah um how does and then i got uh pushback from that that um it's way more complicated because there's like 10 legends that say 10 different things yes and so like i i would believe that someone before nasu has referred to those swords by different names uh-huh. i just also know that caliburn is uh can also refer to what nasu calls excalibur yes yeah uh-huh. and he chose to use it to refer to the sword of selection because hey it's actually really nice to be able to distinguish between, between those, those two, two swords. swords. How does how does he lose the sword Caliburn, the the sword of selection in Lamorte Arthur? I think it just breaks during a battle. Okay. Like, uh, in in Nasu's version, it's um, it might actually line up that, but I don't, I don't remember it lining up. But in Nasu's version, it's in a battle in which Arthur like acted against chivalry. Yeah. Uh-huh. It breaks. I don't remember it being that clean. I I I feel like I remember it being just like oh well, time for Arthur to get a new sword. So uh-huh. it broke in a battle. It's <laughs> very funny. Um uh-huh. I think yeah. The important part is Excalibur has cool properties of like oh, do we know that yet? No, I don't think we know. Okay. Anything about Excalibur. Excalibur has cool properties, but is less powerful than Caliburn. Which is bizarre to me. Is also I think it is also true in Lamar Arthur. Uh-huh. Um that Arthur is better like does better deeds of arms with Caliburn, uh, because it is a very powerful sword, uh, and shiny. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Excalibur, which is uh, more of a defensive sword. That's interesting. And then I guess it, it makes sense that, um, well, in Nasu's version, they're both like God-blessed artifacts, right? Yeah. Although um, Excalibur comes from the Fae, whereas Caliburn came from Merlin, right? I don't... Lady of the Lake is Fae. Is a fairy. Fairies come I don't up. think so. No? Not in, not in Lamar uh, Arthur. Not in, I'm talking about yeah, fate. in fate. In this, yes, yeah, sure. Um, that's the other thing is Lamar Arthur very like interested in religion. Yeah, it's so funny. It, Saber has interested become in Catholic. religion, much like Rin. Saber has become Catholic. Interested in religion and also is like okay. Uh, and they all went to mass on this day, and then. Uh, in the afternoon, they were right back to lusting after each other's wives and doesn't see a, like, doesn't see a, um, a, like, dissonance between those two things is like, oh yeah, you can be, you can be like the most holy and like, uh, well-renowned knight in the land. And also like, yeah, of course you'd be lusting after other people's wives. Like Uh what's. There's nothing. There's nothing uh, like <laughs> sinful about that at all. Very funny. Um, okay. We also get this fun, this good CG of Saber like looking at the horizon while with her hand on the sword of selection. Yeah, it has a very fancy jeweled hilt. Yeah, I think. Uh huh. It's such a yeah. It's a gaudy sword. It's very gaudy. Sword. I don't. Like I it like is... Excalibur more, even yeah. though Excalibur does kind of look like a toy. Also, yeah, mm-hmm. but Excalibur is like a prettier sword. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's not as overdone. Yeah. 
Okay. Shiro wakes up from Saber's memories. We spent way too long on that one. <laughs> well, we talked about Lamore to Arthur, too. Yeah. Yeah. How long did we spend on that? How long are we in? We're at 111. Wow. Well, we did Yuri Tea time. Yeah. That okay. was still like, that was like half an hour. <laughs> it's very funny. There's pre pod stuff, too. No, I meant like Yuri, Yuri Tea time ended at about 40. So we spent about half an hour on that one scene. Shiro wakes up in his room. For once. Sexy sword slideshow. Uh, Shiro's having a... That's the title of this section that I titled yeah. it. Yeah. Um, he's having a hard time accepting who Saber is. Uh, but he was like, that's a pretty great sword, though. Uh, he thinks that uh, it seems I fall for swords easily. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> Which is very funny. This is one of the, the things that I do like about Shiro is just how much of a sword guy he is. Yeah. He's like, he like, he looks at a good sword and is like, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. What a great sword. Uh, let's see. Saber is, oh, right, dying. <laughs> Forgot oh, about that for yeah. a second. We saw that bad end where she just, or where Shiro got kidnapped by Ilya. Uh-huh. But uh, she's yeah. still not. She's doing better this uh on yeah. this route or in this not bad end route, but uh not good. still not great. Uh Rin, if we remember, Rin did tell him, Hey, listen, you're gonna have to make Saber go eat some people. Uh-huh. Uh Shiro wanders around, kind of upset, and it's very quiet, and he's like, Oh, that sucks. I was getting used to how lively it was. Mm-hmm. What does he find out in the yard? Uh Archer is practicing. Practicing what? Um, he's just drawing his bow and like no arrows, just drawing his bow and and being grumpy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, "That's a nice bow. <laughs> uh-huh. It's no sword, but it's looking pretty good. It, it's a, like it's a fine bow. Uh-huh. It fits Archer. Yeah, it's just like it is the most um." Uh, tactical bow that I've little, ever seen. Archer is a little tactical, yeah. Archer is also fully healed finally, and it's like, I'm fucking ending this whole bullshit cooperation thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start talking about archery for a little while. Um, I I can't tell if it was me being tired, uh-huh. uh, me being dumb, or the translation being a little hard to follow at points but um yeah the archer says some somewhere in here um that like you shoot arrows to target yourself i shoot arrows to target that target enemies mm-hmm. which is like an interesting yeah um there's a lot of talk about because he's uh, talking about archer doing archery club and sh- uh, archer's like i'm killing people yeah <laughs> it's very different than playing with your friends um Let's see. Shiro's great at archery, apparently. He always hits the target. Mm-hmm. Shiro says something like, like, you can't always hit the target. And Archer's like, you do, though. Wait, you said Shiro is good at archery. Yeah. Oh. Shiro is good at archery. Uh, okay. Shiro says, uh, Archer's talking about, like, um, like, archery as a concept. Mm-hmm. And Shiro's like, yeah, but, like, you make it sound like you can always hit the target, and that's impossible. Uh-huh. And then Archer responds, yeah, but you always hit the target. Is that what he said? Yeah. That was not what I got out of that at all. Um, I thought he was talking more broadly of like, oh, if if you believe the arrow will hit, it will always hit. 
I think that he is general. specifically talking about Shiro. Oh, okay. Um, the the key is imagining hitting the target as you release the arrow. Apparently, um, <laughs> power of imagination. But also, the yeah, there's a fun bit about follow through of like there are six stages of shooting an arrow, uh-huh. and follow through is the step after letting go of the arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, at that point. It's either going to hit the target or it's not. And so it's about accepting the result of uh-huh. the shot. Um, and uh, Archer's like, similarly, you need to accept the results of your actions. Uh-huh. Like uh, Saber disappearing if you don't do something, you yeah. dumbass. Uh-huh. Uh, Shiro, after that conversation, I want to spend more time with Archer doing other things besides giving shiro pep talks because i really liked him and rin talking and Mm -hmm. this is this is fine it's good advice that he's giving shiro you know what i mean but i just he was more fun (laughs) when he was being a little bastard to rin you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah this route is like fundamentally about uh shiro and saber Saber, yeah uh and we will get more archer in the future shiro heads over to ilia park to think about things for a little bit Um, it's also um i can't remember it's i think archer says like hey you dumbass saber used her mp to protect you even knowing that it would cause her to disappear Mm -hmm. don't don't waste that (laughs) Uh uh-huh uh it's Ilya park so Ilya is here of course and Ilya knows all about uh what happened last night Mm -hmm. um and just like the bad end she immediately captures shiro (laughs) Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. She admits that she was there last night, too. Yeah. Um, this is, I guess, where you'd find out that she killed Shinji. She if, says it explicitly in a little bit. If you hadn't um, seen mm-hmm. that scene. This is where Shiro finds out. Yeah. So, yeah, we're back at Ilya House, just like the bad end. Uh, it's not in black and white this time, which is how you know it's not as bad. <laughs> Um, he's mad at him. Shiro's mad at himself for not kicking more ass. Mm-hmm. He sucks. He's not good at this. No. Um, let's see. Uh, he thinks about Caliburn for a little while. Uh, he's tied to a chair. He can kind of move again. Ilya's spell is wearing off. Ilya's wearing a new outfit. It's cute. Yeah. She's taking off her little jacket. She has like a little, uh, purple top with a cravat you know what i mean and a white a little, skirt a white skirt yeah, yeah. Just dancing around mm-hmm. um this is this is more the outfit i associate with her than, than her. her um like jacket on uh-huh but it make the jacket makes her look so baby yeah uh-huh. uh-huh uh let's see so this mansion is a few hours away from the town by car wild it's deep in the woods uh, so no one's coming to save him. And she wants to keep him, she says. Mm-hmm. Uh, she hops up into his lap, and this CG fan 100% has at least a sketch of it being a sex scene CG. This is, this is an Ilya sex scene spot. It might have happened in the bad end. Oh, fan, it's so... No, I am just... Uh... I don't know that it would have happened this route. Uh-huh. This CG absolutely would have yeah. been used for. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes. This this whole setup is extremely, there would have been a sex scene here. Or there could have been a sex scene here. 
Uh-huh. Because he's tied to a chair. We She's got... sitting in his lap and looking up at him. There's just enough room for a dick to fit between them. We get a joke about that in about 30 seconds. Uh-huh. Uh, she wants him to become her servant. Mm-hmm. Still. And uh, she'll kill him if he doesn't want to, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we get a choice. Lie to her and say yes. Or don't lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like, she's going to torture and or kill him if he says no. So, yeah. Just, like, nod along and say, like, yeah, of course. I will betray you later. But for now, uh-huh. I will pretend that I will be your servant. This one leads to a bad end. So let's do the Tiger Dojo. Uh-huh. Um, fun. Yeah, what's up? When other people around you have magic powers, you should be really careful about the kind of contract that you agree to. Well, it wasn't a contract, right? Shiro is not a skilled enough mage to know that for certain. Yeah. You shouldn't agree to shit to a mage who is much more powerful than you if you don't want to do the thing that you just agreed to do. Yes. Shiro is also like, this is probably like a metaphor, right? She said by servant, she meant me. I just have to hang out with her, right? That's fine. That's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ilya is the happiest we've ever seen her. She, her sprite is literally sparkling as it's she hops really around. Cute. It's very cute. <laughs> There's like very, very like upbeat slice of life, like ending music playing uh-huh. from the end of a... <laughs> This is an incredible scene because Ilya is the happiest she's ever been. And there's like joyful music playing. And Shiro is like dying in the chair. Uh-huh. Shiro feels like shit. She's she's immediately like, oh, I'm going to take your ropes off because it doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he's suffering because he lied to her. Because mm-hmm. he agreed to be her servant. So he is now, she owns his soul, basically. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep, that's not good. Yep. So, uh, what's she going to do now that she has him? She's going to make him a new, sturdier body. Yeah, so that it doesn't get broken so easy. Um, yeah, this uh, we've heard of this doll before. This doll body she's going to put him in. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, the maids go to get the doll, the doll body and also to get a, something called the Heavenly Garment for uh-huh. Ilya to wear in order to do this ritual called the Apport. Uh, Laserit says, like, hey, are you sure you want to do this? This seems a little fucked up. Um, Laserit thinks this is bad for Ilya to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, bad for her emotionally. Mm-hmm. And Sela is like, well, hey, this is, like, basically a miracle what's about to happen. And Shiro's pretty lucky to get to see something like that before he, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, they, like, talk about Einsburn shit a little bit. Um... There's a funny bit where Laser is like pushing back against this, but Cell is like starts rambling about the destiny of the Einsburns or whatever, and she's like, Look, I don't care about this. Okay, let's just turn him into a doll. It's fine. <laughs> she does apologize, uh-huh. Shiro. And uh Yeah, he gets uh swapped into the doll body, we don't see it. And the it sounds like Saber and Rin have come to rescue him, and Ilya is going to bring him out to show them before she kills them. Great. We don't get to see that would be a really rough scene yeah okay bad end tiger dojo seven what's Ilya got uh Ilya has a little shiro doll <laughs> Ilya has a little that is shiro doll in her arms under her arm 
drawn in an entirely different style. Drawn in the same style as the Rin Tiger Dojo sprites. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, which is like way sketch. Like, Ilya and Taiga are drawn in a style that is consistent with the main game. No. They're cartoonier. They have thicker outlines. Okay. It's, yeah, it's totally different. They're like flatter shading and thicker okay. outlines. I'm... And then like there's the sketchier Rin and then the like kind of equally like uh, sketchy little Shiro doll. Um, Taiga's here to congratulate Ilya. Um, JK, she's mad that... that she that, calls her a devil child. Uh-huh. That Ilya has um, not killed, but certainly bad-ended Shiro once again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some jokes about in Ilya's sex scene again. This is what mm-hmm. this line is what makes me think that the bad end had a sex scene in it. Maybe. Yeah, that would be a good spot for it to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, there's whatchamacallit, that really, really rough uh, Arcweed sex scene that yeah. if you continue it, yeah. goes to a bad end. So I believe a bad end sex scene. Mm-hmm. Taiga asks about the doll that she's carrying around. Nelia's like, no, don't worry, don't worry. This is not that doll. This is just a regular Shiro doll that I have for normal reasons. Um, but she does say that we're going to see the Shiro doll at some point. <laughs> she says that the doll she's talking about will come up later. Yeah. Uh, harrowing thing to say, though. I don't want to find out. I don't want to see Shiro's creepy doll body. No, no thanks. Uh, that's the end of that, though. We're on, mm-hmm. we're on track. I've got all these stamps so far. Yeah. Let's go back to that choice. Shiro chooses not to lie to the horny baby. Um, she's pissed off about it. Ta- calls this a bet- another betrayal. Hops off of him. Um, and he says she's gonna kill him. And he's like, you shouldn't talk about killing people. You're just a kid. And she's like, listen, man, I already killed someone last night. And it tells him that she killed Shinji. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he's like, holy shit. What? He, Shiro's been holding in his head this idea that Ilya is somehow separate from the person who almost murdered him the that first night. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, no, no, this is just who she is. She is like the person who acts like a fun little kid and also the person who has zero remorse murdering someone. Yes. Yeah. And uh-huh. he's like, Oops, I think I miscalculated here. <laughs> I think I underestimated how dangerous she is. Uh, she... Is this when uh, she gets a thing saying that someone comes in to warn her that... Uh, or she gets a warning that someone's invading? I think so. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to go deal with the invaders. Uh, do your best to escape, because this is your only chance to. Uh-huh. Which is very funny. Shiro's not doing good still. He hasn't fully recovered from whatever Ilya did to him. We get some stuff about uh, Mystic Eyes. Mm-hmm. I- Ilya does not have Mystic Eyes of enchantment or ensnarement yeah. or anything like that. But apparently you can put a spell on your eyes that allows you to entrap someone if they look into them. Yeah. But it's not as so. strong as natural Mystic Eyes. Yeah. He wouldn't be even... moving if Arcoid had used her Mystic Eyes of Enchantment on him. No, but I think even even Skihime has talked about like mages being able to use like create Mystic Eyes. Yeah, like temporary eye enchantments. Yeah. 
Um, he runs his uh, magical circuit motor as hard as he can to flush out her magical energy, which is kind of a cool way to do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he starts like bursting blood vessels, right? Yeah. And yeah, this is another case of him being like, well, I have a healing factor. Hopefully it works. <laughs> um, and he manages to get out of the bonds. Wait, and there are two things here. Yes. Ben. First, uh, there are monsters that can use mystic eyes without without the wait, without even looking at the eyes of their target is the thing that he brings up. Um, I guess Shiki doesn't need to look in your eyes to use his eyes. Yeah. Arkweed needs to look you in the eye, though, I think. Doesn't she? No, she might not, actually. Normal vampires do, but I think Arkweed could probably just tell you what to do. Yeah, maybe. Um, also, he thinks a lot about, like, how magic works here. Um, and he says that... Yeah, because this is before the choice. Um, he says that spells do not do anything to the world. It is only something that one casts on oneself as one intervening with the world. It's a really weird way to say it. Which is, like, I think just to say that... Um, it's always fascinating the things that you just straight up skip taking notes on um you've told me to take less notes i have to make judgment calls i know i know if we can cut anything it's like extreme minutia of how magic works no but i think it is like yeah yes go go ahead go ahead Um, explain um, to me it is often it's just interesting that is often stuff that you cut that i'm like oh this is like really thematically resonant everything i cut it's so fun um so please explain to me why i was wrong i don't know i don't remember the entire context of this line Uh because i was kind of expecting you to have like the rest of the scene um but it is uh i think it is interesting that it this feels like shiro misunderstanding how everyone else uses magic okay um because of the conversation with archer right and archer saying like oh you you are very inwardly focused Mm -hmm. uh shooting arrows of is to you about killing yourself mm-hmm. um or like shooting an arrow at yourself mm-hmm. uh and this is this is also shiro saying basically like yeah no one actually uses magic to do anything to the world it's just like mages casting spells on themselves which is like okay yeah, that is what that shiro is not how it works it is what shiro does i don't think that that is the case with most mages with anyone else yeah yeah um, Which is, it's just an interesting, like, Archer has repeatedly said, like, hey, you are, you need to imagine something. If if you can't beat an enemy, imagine something that you could beat them with. Uh-huh. And it's like, yeah, Shiro is a very in- inwardly focused person uh-huh. in, in both his magic and, yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. We have three choices, Ben. Yeah, he broke his bonds. He hears someone trying to come into the room. We have three choices. Attack whoever it is. Pretend to be tied up or hide in the bed. So, these are three very slightly different scenes. Yeah. Uh, the bed is is the most unfortunate one because Saber is deeply disappointed in Shiro. Saber and Rin are coming to rescue him. Uh, yeah, if he's hiding in the bed, everyone makes fun of him for picking such a stupid hiding spot. Uh-huh. If you choose to fight, Saber is, like, surprised, like, whoa, whoa. But if you choose to pretend to be tied up, Saber is very impressed at your tactical genius. Yeah. <laughs> and so really her, her uh, friendship level goes up the most. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Saber, Rin, and Archer are here. Uh, 
Shiro pets Saber at some point. What? Yeah, he pats her on the head. Oh, okay. <laughs> what kind of pet? It, what kind of petting did you? <laughs> Shiro heavy pets Saber. <laughs> this does not happen. Should happen. If they're gonna have a sex scene, you might as well pet Saber. Yeah. Um, um we get some blushing sabers. Uh Rin is here third wheeling. Um Archer is also here fourth wheeling. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh I love this line. Uh where Archer's like this kind this kind of a man causes trouble for the people around him and survives. This was a good opportunity. He would have died if you had abandoned him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like, love He's like this fucker is cursed. You just leave him here. Why'd you do this? Why'd you come? Uh-huh. Yeah. Great bit of this scene just being Archer being like, oh, we should have left him for dead. Please. Could have just yeah. stayed home. Uh, apparently, Ilya and Berserker already headed out. That's why they took the risk to sneak in and come after him. Uh, Saber is not in armor. She is in her normal clothes, and she mm-hmm. can barely stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can't summon her armor. She can't use her sword. Mm-hmm. But she's very defensive, protective of Shiro still. She does say, she does say, I am barely alive and I'm still better at fighting than you, Shiro. So don't get any ideas. Yep. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, this, this, this whole mansion is so funny. Girls live in Western style mansions and or castles, fan. Uh-huh. Boys live in Japanese style houses. <laughs> Um, this is not true of. I mean, like, yes, it is. He moved from a Japanese style house, but he doesn't live in a Western style. His natural environment is a Japanese style house, right? Yeah, because the outbuilding, the outbuilding too. Uh huh. All of his houses that he's most Uh, comfortable at are Japanese style houses. He's only in a. uh, He's most comfortable in the the um Arimas. No, not Arima. What's the family who lives with at the beginning? Arima, yeah. Oh. Wait. The Arima is the adoptive okay. sub-family. Yeah. He's comfortable in the Arima's house because he's used to the outbuilding. And the um. Oh, and the Nania house, yeah. which is uh-huh. where he was born, which is yeah. a Japanese-style house right. in the woods. This is what I'm saying, fan. This <laughs> will not hold up in the future, but it's such a funny bit to be consistent throughout these two. Uh-huh. Apparently it's true in Maha Tsukai no Yoro as well. <laughs> She lives in a big Western-style mansion, yeah. and there's a boy who lives in a Japanese-style I don't know house. about the, there being a boy. There is a boy. boy. There okay. is a boy. There is a boy protagonist. I know. I just know that she lives in a Western-style mansion. <laughs> because that's where girls are from. <laughs> girls are from the West, and boys are from the East. I mean, you say that as a joke, but given how, how white every girl is described as being... <laughs> so funny. Like Rin's family is is um Western. Going back, they're immigrants. Are they? Uh huh. I don't. Yeah, because they they came to Japan with the uh, other uh, Western families, the Mautos too. They're foreign, but they came back so far that they have Japanese names. Oh right. Uh huh. Okay. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Uh, let's, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Yeah. Um, they bicker a little bit and now it's time to go. Right. This is a very funny bit. 
where Shira's like, yeah, Rin, so smart. She must have, like, snuck in a back way and she's leading us out, like, a secret, like, side entrance or something like that. No, Rin kicked down the front fucking door on in this stealth mission uh-huh. and is leading them back to the front fucking door to walk it's out so through a fucking 300-foot-long <laughs> entry hall or whatever. 100-foot-long. Uh-huh. It's this enormous, like, museum entryway, like, background that's so open and exposed that it's it is the, zero surprise that Ilya is there waiting for them. It's the entrance to the Resident Evil mansion. Yeah, uh-huh. Um... <laughs> And Rin doesn't realize there are dogs outside, and if you try to open if you the open door, door, the, the dogs, dogs are going to come you. in and wait. You're going to waste a bunch of bullets on them, and they're going to attack you. But that's actually only in the uh, the like updated version in the, yeah. the remade yeah. version. In the original, Remastered. the door's just locked. I think. Yeah, the door's just locked. Oh, but shit! This is Rialto Nua. There are dogs outside. <laughs> Shoutouts to anyone who knows what we're talking about shout outs to the first resident evil game yeah i've never played it it's very i good played though. the director's cut which was a like which was just an easier version of uh the original that like, like you auto i think auto aim was enabled and um there may have been a couple of other changes but auto aim was the main thing mm-hmm. and i just yeah it's a fun game pretty short yeah that's nice it's but a like in a good short. way yeah um, yeah, Ilya didn't go anywhere. She, like, sent out an illusion or something like that, and they yeah. fell for it. She's, like, standing at the top of the stairs with Berserker, just waiting for them to get a little ways out into the hallway, and starts, like, coming down, like, all dramatic. It's very uh-huh. cool. Yeah, she's great. Uh, she swears not to let anyone go today. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, she also says something about how the master of the house has to, uh, greet guests, so she had to be here. Uh-huh. All great stuff. This is very fun. This is, Yeah. Uh, watching Ilya be in charge of things uh-huh. is very fun. Uh, yeah, when she backs off of the horny for Shiro thing a little bit, you know what I mean? She yeah. can be very cool. Uh-huh. Uh, what does Rin do in response to this? <sighs> Rin asks Archer to buy them time. <laughs> They're gritted teeth. She's furious about having to do this. Yep. Because this is a death sentence. Uh-huh. Archer acts like it's not a death sentence. Yeah. But it's a death sentence. Rin says, like, hey, can you distract him for a while? Uh-huh. And But in the most, like, way possible. In in the most, I'm trying not to, like, feel bad about this decision and trying not to cry. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting mess of a tactical situation, right? Because Saber's the stronger of the two servants. Yeah. We know that now. She has a stronger uh-huh. NP, and she's a more famous servant, it seems like. Uh-huh. Uh, but she's on the verge of death. Which means that she can't be sacrificed as a pawn here. Only Archer is strong enough to hold Berserker off long enough for them to get away in the first place. Uh Um, But it puts Rin in this really bad situation where she's essentially saying, I guess I'm losing this Holy Grail war. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Archer is very cool about this. (laughs) Archer, it's so funny. Because Rin's like, hey, can you buy some time? And Archer's like, just one question, Rin. Is it okay if I kill Berserker? (laughs) It's very cool. Archer's very cool in this scene. Uh, and then Rin is like, yeah, fucking get him. He's cool in the, like, in the, this is the most shonen uh-huh. that, uh, and I know that shonen is, like, not really a genre, but he is, he is the most Naruto or Bleach or, 
that kind of like battle shonen how yes. about is that more specific uh that is what i that is basically what i mean when i uh-huh. say shonen like yeah it's it's the like i'm going off to die but i'm a cool guy uh-huh. <laughs> it works in this case it's pretty cool he's a he's a dweeb <laughs> oh he's definitely a dweeb and that's every shonen character is also a dweeb every battle shonen kid is also a dweeb that's part of what makes them cool fan is it i don't think that most authors know that their characters are dweebs naruto guy knows he's a dweeb for sure like what else one piece knows that he's a dweeb okay all of those characters are dweebs sasuke himself doesn't know that he's a dweeb but the writer knows that he's a dweeb okay Mm -hmm. i feel like there's yeah bleach is maybe a little more self-serious Mm-hmm. maybe i read way too much of bleach bleach is i some i forget i don't know who said it but i think this was in the abnormal mapping server where someone was like i don't know if bleach is good but it is very cool <laughs> <laughs> and that's a very good way of describing bleach i do remember it being very cool yeah uh-huh um anyway uh Ilya is laughing at them for thinking that this is going to work. Um, and then they start to run. Uh, Ilya get, also gets pissed off that Archer is not scared. Mm-hmm. She, she has no way of processing people not being afraid of Berserker. Mm-hmm. Um, they start running. Archer tells Shiro to remember that he is a maker, not a fighter. The, the note I have is just day 11. Shiro's worst enemy is himself. <laughs> yes, this is also true. Uh, uh, which is and... just, it is it is him thinking about magic. It's two conversations with Archer where Archer's like, uh, you don't think about anyone else. Just think about yourself. Mm-hmm. And they run. And the battle starts. We mm-hmm. don't get to see any of this fight. No. Now, it's a three hour run just to get to the road out of this forest this really is in the middle of nowhere yeah no wonder shiro was out for 12 hours that's how long it took for them to figure out where he went and find him Uh uh-huh there was a bit that we skipped over earlier where um i can't remember it's like someone was like you probably should have stayed home saber and saber's like well uh you needed me to find him so makes sense um yeah she's she's here despite barely being able to walk because she's the only she's the only one with a connection to shiro where uh-huh. she could pinpoint him shiro scoops her up princess carries her she yeah she stumbles and falls uh-huh it's like well okay uh-huh she keeps wiggling for a long time i think uh-huh. uh he threatens to command spell her to accept being princess carried and she's like stop fucking trying to waste those things <laughs> um but Shiro is also in really bad shape, and ben? Saber is starting to get worse again. Ben. Yes. I could not help but imagine Shiro carrying a baby hippo in this <laughs> Shiro carrying one 90-pound bag of rice. Shiro carrying two tires. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, let's see. And now, they, they run for a while, and then Rin is like, okay, this isn't working out. We're going to have to do the thing. I've got a thing. It'll be fine. It's all going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and she shoots Saber a look and Saber like looks away, flustered. <laughs> and I was like, ah, mm-hmm. no, I know exactly what's about to happen. This is 
yeah rin rin shoots a look at saber as like are you okay with this uh-huh and saber is like yeah i guess saber is not no saber is like oh like blushing saber is yeah. not saber is blushing saber is embarrassed yeah that's a different vibe sorry yes saber is embarrassed but is also like says yes yes i am true. okay with this yeah yeah oh totally one <laughs> one state fates day night uh has over tsukihime is that the characters are always willing it seems like <laughs> so far we haven't run into one rape scene so uh-huh. Fen, why is there an abandoned building with a, a like clean, perfectly preserved bed in it? Um, because the servants needed to stay somewhere, I guess. This is not close enough to the house to be a servant's house. This is like in the woods. Uh, guard outpost. Guard outpost. This is so funny. Oh, she is. Rin's like, oh, the bed is all set up. Someone must have been living here recently. Like, what? <laughs> Who? Who, what a homeless person is setting up a fancy, like, four-poster bed in the middle of, like, a burned-out ruin. And it would... And also, would Ilya suffer to let someone, like, live in the area? Why wouldn't she come here and burn this place down? This is an excellent question. These are all fascinating questions. But basically, they need a bed for fucking. <sighs> yeah... <laughs> At some point during this scene, the voice lines it would... cut out, and I already knew what was coming, but it's so ominous when it happens. To be fair, yes, this looks like a miserable place without a bed to yeah. have sex. Like The bed is in such good shape, though. That's the thing. Yeah, for sure. It It is just like... There's that no would... roof. We joke about Nasu having bad sex scenes. Uh-huh. Uh, that would be a truly hellish sex scene. Just trying to have sex on the rubble of the roof that collapsed. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, it's just very f- contrived. Yeah. In a funny way. So Rin's like, okay, we've got a few hours before Ilya finds us, basically. We probably have till about sunrise. I don't know why she knows this, but she does know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Archer is dead, it seems like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jira's like, hey... Is Archer okay? And Rin just kind of looks sad and looks down and, and away. And she's like, "I'm not gonna let him die in vain, though. We're uh-huh. gonna we're gonna do this." Um, Rin's like, "Archer definitely wounded him, though." And I'm like, "I don't know how Archer would have wounded him. His attacks aren't high rank enough. Unless his NP is way higher than it looks. Yeah, it must be that. That's weird. Uh huh. Um, and Rin's like, "I also have a few jewels, which." I did not realize that her jewels were strong enough to hurt Berserker. Yeah. But they are. That's true. Very powerful. The way that they didn't affect Saber at all, you know what I mean? I forgot. I didn't realize that Saber's magic resistance is higher than Berserker's base resistance. Yeah. Well, the thing about Berserker is that um, I think it it is attacks uh, below a certain rank just don't affect him. But above that rank, they just like totally do. Yeah. And Saber, it's more like, oh, I ignore this much of dam- magic damage done to me. Mm-hmm. And so even if if you're just a little bit above that rank, oh, you do a little bit of damage, not the full effect of the uh-huh. magic that you cast. So you can also resist up to A plus rank, which is higher okay. than Rin's jewels. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love the minutia of this. It's very funny. So presumably Rin's jewels are A plus. They are A. Are they? It doesn't affect her. Doesn't Berserker? Oh, does Berserker wrist or 
everything up to A rank is what Berserker can resist. Well, yeah. So then her jewels have to be A plus. No, uh, A is okay. Everything okay. A and above so is good. A minus is what Berserker resists up to. Or I guess B plus, because I don't think that there are minuses. And... Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Rin's like, okay, okay. You don't have a normal path for sharing magical energy, but you definitely got a physical way to do this. Oh, boy. <laughs> and luckily, Saber's a girl. <laughs> yep. I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> so... The, the Ben's title for this section is Rin's Huge Brain, parentheses, sex. <laughs> I have so many questions about how mana transfer works. My main question, Ben, is why didn't Rin bring this up sooner? Yeah. I mean, like, aside from this is where Nasu wanted to have a sex scene, uh-huh. I think I think the replacement scene works way better oh, yeah, in 100%. terms of, like, why didn't Rin, Rin bring this up before? Uh, this this is just, it's such a funny, like... Um, it's awkward to bring up, sure. But things were equally as bad this morning. Uh-huh. Like, Rin could have, or last night, Rin could have brought it up then. Fen... Does anal sex not work for this? Does oral sex not work? I have no Even idea. Even with the, the synchronizers in Tsukime, that stuff worked a little bit, I think. Yeah. What is it specifically about the pussy that works so well for mana transfer? I don't know. Do other fluids work? Yeah. Can you spit in a girl's mouth and transfer mana that way? Uh, yes, but only a little. <laughs> oh, mm. <laughs> Ben, what? I just, I just processed what you asked. <laughs> yes, it's normal for girls. Normal for girls. I could not believe that you answered that so nonchalantly. Oh ben. yeah, I'm just tying up my servant and spitting in her mouth for perfectly normal reasons. <laughs> Hey, Fen, let's say I'm a poor mage uh, who has contacts in the Mages Association. Do you know any ways I could make some money? <laughs> I don't know, Ben. What what ways does Rin bring up to make money? You refuse to say it. Yeah, I guess there's posters all over the place. They will buy semen from weak, poor mages. Uh-huh. Uh, why is cum, boy cum, so powerful? How many Excaliburs can be powered by one <laughs> load, Fen? Uh, Let's I find believe out. that we find out that it's one. I think it's half of one. Oh, right. No, yeah, it's half of one. This is Shiki uh, would have done better because he goes two for each <laughs> sex scene. Ben. <laughs> it would have been a full Excalibur. Okay. Um, It's a little bit of a bummer that we don't have... If you try to... Sh- to switch to Japanese in uh, the H scenes. It just gives you the English text. Oh, weird. Because there's no... Um, yeah. There's no... Um, uh, the, the Japanese text. Because Rialta Nua doesn't contain the text I for see. these scenes. That's these are like patched back in. And, yeah. There's They're like... One... Well, oh, yeah. go ahead. The, the, there's reference to... to um, tantrism and b- baphomet uh-huh and i was like oh i wonder if those were in the original or if that's a, a like thing of the translation 
I bet you those both get mentioned yeah, directly. I'm sure. Uh-huh. That is very funny, though, because, yeah, he, he like, says something about uh, Baphomet, Baphomet not being real. And Rin's like, what are you talking about? Everyone hangs out with Baphomet. <laughs> um, there is one thing that I like about this. Uh, all the, like, horniness jokes aside and, like, the, like, contrivedness of all of this mm-hmm. is the way that Rin is like, oh, no. Like, for mages, sex is another tool. Just, like, our blood is a tool, is a weapon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. all of this is just, it's all just natural magical energy. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's very silly that it is specifically missionary sex between a boy and a girl that is the way <laughs> that yeah. this works. Uh-huh. Um, all joking aside, it seems like nothing else would work. Yeah, it's a weird... Uh-huh. It's the weird. more head it is, the more powerful it works. Just yeah. like with synchronizers. Which, which does feel like... It feels like, oh, we need to have this happen Mm -hmm. so that's the way it works Mm -hmm. um i wish that there was i wish that that there was at least discussion of like hey what if what if rin had been saber's master Uh uh-huh what could she have done yeah uh uh-huh it does feel like shouldn't blood work too blood is i think it works less good yeah but why yeah there's Uh you could share so much more blood than cum uh-huh anyway Archer would have wanted them to have this threesome. Archer believed in them and their ability to fucking suck in the woods. <laughs> um, okay. Welcome. I realize that there are probably people joining us for the fate route. Yes. Uh, who have not experienced the sex scene before. I yeah. I'm I'm a monster. <laughs> I'm so sorry to anyone who was not expecting this to get this bad. This is also probably rowdier than some of ours have been in the past. It's probably it's rowdy as like early Tsukihime sex scenes have been, or the ones that we had the most fun joking about. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's so silly. It's uh-huh. I'm very pro like games having the ability to have sex scenes. Yes. And like I think that stripping the sex scenes out doesn't necessarily make the game better, right? Mm-hmm. There are sex scenes in Tsukihime regardless of the fact that every sex scene in Tsukihime is about as sexy as a dead fish Mm -hmm. that I will ride or die for. You know what I mean? Yeah. That are like, I think are very important for that route. Yes. Right. This scene. No, it's not very good. No, there's a, there's an important thing for, for my, the way that I think of these things is that, I can't stand it when they have to have sex or to kill t- in order to gain power to go kill a guy. Yeah. It's uh-huh. so contrived. This uh-huh. is supposed to be on some level, say Fate Stay Night and Tsukihime are games about romancing a girl. Yeah. And may it is endlessly tiring to me when every time it's like, oh no, 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 they're forced to have sex first and then like, oh, and then all of a sudden they have to have feelings. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just not frustrating frustrating yeah it's like pe- teenagers especially but young people who are forced to send spend a bunch of intimate time and proximity with one another there's a good chance they'll have sex anyway they don't need to be threatened with death by the big killer man uh-huh. i was just like oh well why wouldn't you have a sex why would you have sex if there wasn't a big man chasing <laughs> you doesn't everyone have the experience of being chased by a big man <laughs> and then needing to have sex <laughs> Yeah, the, like there's a reason that everyone jokes about mana transfer. Yes, because it's, it's, it's inherently silly. Uh huh. And yeah, we're gonna 
I think that you we will get two sex scenes in this game yeah. that you enjoy. Yeah. Or enjoy in the thematic uh-huh. way. Yeah. Uh, but, I'm not. I have not come to these sex games with the expectation of be, uh, uh, expectation of being like, oh, that was actually really well written. Uh-huh. Some of the scenes are better written than I expect. You know what I mean? Um, uh, we're playing another game with sex scenes that I am. It's gonna be interesting to talk about that. Uh, yeah, we'll have to talk about it in comparison to this. Um, but also, it's uh, yeah. I think we're gonna be pining for the arcweed sex yeah. scene for a, a while. Yeah, forever. The arcweed sex scene is like the the paramount. Like, oh, they have sex because they love each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. It's nice, and it feels appropriate and like well placed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? In a way that a lot of the stuff just isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Rin kisses him while after saying something about not having time for foreplay. Yeah. Kissing is a little bit of foreplay. Yeah. That's starting something. Yeah. She does plenty of foreplay, actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. I think what she means is dawdling around yeah, and, like, yeah. waiting uh-huh. for Shiro to do anything. Shiro's like, is this, is sex happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it is, buddy. <laughs> um. Let's see. Rin sucks at kissing. Apparently, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but all men are animals, so it's working on Shiro. Do you? I just, just that just put me to mind of the time that CL gave Shiki a blowjob so bad that he asked her to stop, <laughs> even though he had like an unquenchable demon boner at the time. <laughs> oh, I miss Tsukihime. Uh, let's see. Rin's behavior through this whole scene is fascinating because this is like some of the most bitter Rin I've ever seen. Yeah, I um What are you laughing about? Um I don't this is this is maybe not true. Uh-huh. It's not an opinion that I hold dearly. Some of my favorite Yuri is NTR. It's cheating. Is cheating. Uh-huh. Uh, There's a very, very funny bit where Rin is like, oh, I'm sorry for stealing your first kiss since you like Saber more. Anyway, I'm going to go fuck Saber first. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, at some point here... Right, right. Saber... Or, right, yeah. So I... This is this is part of it is I love a bitter girl who's like... It's so weird in this scene. It's uh, good. Who's like, you know... I don't think your boyfriend deserves you, and I know you don't like me, but I'm going to take advantage of the fact that you mm-hmm. you are attracted to me uh, enough to let me have sex with you. Uh-huh. Uh, which very much feels like where Rin's at right yeah, now uh-huh. is like, uh, I, I think she's sad that Archer's gone. Yeah. Um, But is also like, you two aren't going to do anything, so it's up to me. Uh-huh. We'll all die if uh-huh. we don't. Um, let's see. Right, yeah. Rin's being very flirtatious with Saber. That's fun. And is it like yelling at Shiro to get his shit together? Ben? Yes. Why does Saber not wear a bra? She doesn't need to. Her titties are so small. Does Takeuchi not know what bras look like? Have we no, ever he drew, seen... He drew a really ugly bra on CL. Did he? Yeah, yeah, because we get that, that shot of CL's tattoos. And she's wearing a bra. See, Takeuchi thinks that. that you need to be like a C or a D cup to need a bra. This is... Saber is like a C. 
he also has a fascinating idea of what that, what that what like boob size actually entails. This is the thing about like having boobs is like, oh, Takeuchi's you, first mistake not having boobs. You need one. You need a bra way before you'd think you'd need a yeah, bra. Uh huh. Uh, two. Um, no one, no one who draws boobs understands what cup sizes are. Mm -hmm. uh, Including me, and I, <laughs> I have boobs, and I need to worry about cup sizes. Uh huh. They're just like, yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. I get out of this by never saying what cup size people are. I just give them big boobs. Yeah, <laughs> I want them to have big boobs. It is just like, oh. Uh, cup sizes increase so much faster than you'd mm. think that they do. Uh-huh. Like, Sabre has plenty of titty to need uh -huh. a bra. Yeah, totally. Even Rin does, probably. Mm-hmm. Neither of them have bras, as far as I remember. Shiro's just standing there and watching Rin seduce, uh, Sabre. And also, Rin is so bizarre. She's like kissing saber but taunting her about how it's like shiro's saliva on her lips or whatever mm -hmm. bizarre um uh, this is where we get the moment that rin admits to being bisexual <laughs> i okay um i i think i briefly talked about I am never going to say, like, oh, Rin is great by representation. I also think that, like, the idea of picking out things as good representation from media is, like, very, is flawed and, like, a, a fool's errand. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I mean, in terms of, like, I'm not going to hold up Rin as, like, oh, Top look. Top ten bisexual characters. Yeah. No, this is just fun, right? You can, well, be like, you can use this scene to read Rin in a context of, like, bisexuality. I don't think it's just this scene is the thing that I am bringing up. Is like the the opening from her perspective. Uh -huh. Her first thought on seeing Saber is, "Damn, she's beautiful. She's so beautiful. I wouldn't mind if she killed me." Yeah, which is the gayest thing yeah. anyone's ever said. Yeah. Um, it's so also like, that like Rin is like, "Oh, I didn't know I I swung this way." I yeah. think is literally what which she is says. Pretty explicit. Um, which is like very saying. much like, "Oh, okay, she's actually enjoying having sex with Saber." Uh everyone says, "Oh, Rin's by this." Like this scene, she reads as a lesbian. <laughs> uh huh. Um, yeah, just like yeah, the way she. This is a a threesome technically. Rin only aside from that first kiss, which she has reacted zero percent to. Uh huh. She one hundred percent is just touching Saber. Yeah. And she seems mad about Shiro being there. It's very uh -huh. funny. Yeah. Uh huh. This yeah, this is just like I'm not I'm not saying oh Rin is textually a lesbian. No. Um and like in this, they move away from this in Realtanua, obviously, but in this she is textually lesbian. You can quibble about whether or not that was done for titillation or whatever. But it is Well, I think it she's is said in yeah. the thing. She is at least textually bi in this yeah. game. I think this scene and her general distaste of boys uh -huh. is like hey maybe she's just never considered that she might only like girls um i think nasu is not great with uh specifically with gay characters i think nasu does interesting stuff with gender sometimes mm -hmm. and other fate stuff does really interesting stuff with gender um but like uh, uh like sexuality nasu is not equipped for handling it it doesn't seem like yeah Mm -hmm. uh, 
drops of the passionate juice that seems to simulate symbolize the improper actions of two women. Bad. <laughs> I hear that it's... these. I hear that the, a lot of this is reads better in Japanese. Uh huh. In that a lot of the metaphors being used don't read as uncomfortably if you are Japanese and you read Japanese yeah. normally. From w- from what we have heard. Mm-hmm. These are bog standard sex scenes for uh-huh. this kind of game. And the uh, the translation is particularly poor. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um Let's see. So Rins talks about how wet Saber's butt is. <laughs> <laughs> I do I love this like um It's real quick, Ben. Yeah. It's always fascinating because I like I just like kind of click through these scenes pretty quickly. Yeah. I'm not like absorbing each line. Um so it's always a surprise. How much I pick out? No, it's a surprise uh, when you say a line and I'm like, wait, did that they happen? Said what? <laughs> what? I'm very much in the camp of like these, these, what you can say like, oh, Nasu wrote these because of like pressure to write sex scenes or whatever. Like he wrote this stuff. It's part of the thing. No, it's I mean, worth it. It's not that I, it's not that I'm like no, I don't think clicking you... through, uh, ignoring them. Yeah. It's just like, it's the kind of thing that is like, oh yeah, it just kind of rolls off my back. And then I come here and I'm like, I'm sorry. Well, my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I love the CG of the two, like blepping their tongues out each, at each other. This is uh-huh. a very, very Takeuchi thing is just to draw a girl with a tiny little tongue stuck, just like a tip of her tongue stuck out. Uh-huh. And like, that's sexy, I guess. It's not like an Ahego face. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like a little. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, we get the infamous line. <laughs> Fen, do you want to read this one? Um, wait, what? Oh, wow. We're all the way down there. Uh-huh. Um. Oh my God. Ben. This, this line is famous, I think. So, mm. see, can you tell, Saber, your pussy is like it's freshly boiled. It looks so perverted. <laughs> this is a Rin line. Uh-huh. I was, moments before getting to this line, I was like, you know, Rin's doing an okay job. Because she doesn't have to refer to a dick, and Nasu hates referring to dicks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she's doing an okay job. Some of these lines are a little weird, but otherwise it's mostly I think palatable. On a reread, I'm less high on this scene. Mm-hmm. But, like, it is still, like, it is the closest that Nasu gets to being, uh... Gets to being, like, enjoyably horny. Or an enjoyable sex scene. I think yeah. Nasu can write or, sexiness. Yeah, well, sure. Right? Sure. Um, uh, but, like, anything that involves intercourse goes yeah. way off the rails. Uh, well, I can't again, believe Rin said the the boiled pussy line. This is, this is the thing, is, like, I think anything that involves a dick, Nasu just... Maybe this might be also be my own, like... Uh, uh, biases. Uh huh. Um, but it is certainly interesting that like there is a there is a a um. There's definitely a different vibe mm-hmm. in here right now before Shiro gets involved versus yeah. after Shiro gets involved. Yeah, 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 a better vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just yeah. It's great that Rin is so into this. More Rin, like, blepping her tongue out around Saber. That's pretty fun. Um, Rin, Rin is a top for girls. <laughs> uh, uh, and now it's time for Shiro to join the sex scene. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's see. This is this is. There's way less. I don't. I don't think this part goes on nearly as long, or it doesn't feel like it does. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like, okay, okay, we got through the the part now. The dick has to come out because that's the whole excuse we're using for this sex scene. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he's going too slow, so Rin just pushes his hips to make him go faster. Um, let's see. Saber's a virgin. Mm-hmm. It's very important to know. Mm-hmm. All girls are virgins somehow in fate, mm-hmm. even if they're literally not. Mm-hmm. Mana transfer is egalitarian, apparently. The girl has to come, too, or it doesn't take. <laughs> this, is, this feels like uh, synchronizer stuff. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I think that is literally true of the Hisui or Kahaku scene. I think um, it works, but there are degrees to how well it works. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. So it's yeah. like, so, like same is like it works better. Uh, and it doesn't like text or like the reasoning here, the in-world reasoning uh-huh. doesn't feel as strong. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it wasn't that strong with synchronizers, but it may it felt a little more sensible than this. There's there's this like, a, like a worse like, version oh, of synchronizers. Synchronizers is about like synchronizing with another person. That and kind of makes to, sense. It happens to take the form of se- of sex yeah. and not work explicitly not working properly between women. Yeah. But um but this is like why does more magical energy get transferred, Ben? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, let's see. Let's see. Rin's masturbating <laughs> behind them. This is this is what I mean is like the way Shiro describes Rin is as looking at Saber. Yes. And like Oh, extremely. Un- Whenever she looks at him, him she has like ho- these hollow eyes. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. There's a very funny CG of him behind Saber where he's got like his hand like karate chopping her shoulder <laughs> for some reason. And it looks like it was Sakata Takeuchi was either intending to draw him grabbing her shoulder or like holding onto her neck or something. I think but, it's like, like couldn't it, quite figure it out. So the hand is straight out. Just like Yeah, it looks like he's about to like pat her cheek or something. Yeah. Uh she doesn't want to have sex with she doesn't want him behind her because she wants to look at his face. Mm-hmm. Uh and then yeah, that's the that's the first sex scene of uh Fate's Day Night. Mm-hmm. Cool. We're, we're, we're free. It's dawn. They both come. Mm-hmm. Rin is also there. Yep. Don't know how she's doing. Yeah. I wonder. Fascinating. Fascinating scene. But we can't move on quite yet because we have to do the actual version of the, the Rialta Nua version of the scene. Oh, right. Real quick, Ben. Oh, yeah. Uh, This is... This is a uh the the title of this scene is Boy Meets Girl and Girl. <laughs> Dragon's Core is the scene of or is the name of the non H scene. This it's fine. It's not yeah. that exciting, but it's fine. Yeah. The title. Boy Meets Girl and Girl is just really funny. Yeah. Well, it is specifically funny because there have been scenes in the past about Shiro interacting with Saber that is Boy Meets Girl like one uh-huh, two and uh-huh. three and so it's like oh yeah huh that's a play on that so yeah this is the same scene or it fills the spot of the scene in rialta nua yeah it is when with the when it was made for consoles they stripped out the sex scenes they enter the thing and rin is like oh, i didn't want to say this but 
there is a way for you to give Saber magical energy. Yes. And then in the original, it was Rin then kisses Shiro and goes and bangs Saber. Mm-hmm. And in Rialta Nua, um, different things happen. They're going to transplant some of Shiro's magical circuits into Saber. Uh, you can't you can't transplant Saber magic circuits into Shiro would cause a critical reaction and mm-hmm. probably kill him. Yep. Because she's not because of she being Saber, but because she is a ghost liner, which is a cool phrase. Yeah. The reason that Rin did not say this earlier is that uh, most mages would say no to this. Yeah, it permanently fucks up your ability to do magic. Maybe you uh-huh. won't lose it completely, but it will severely damage you. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's like, if you do this, you will never be a proper mage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is like, yeah. He probably was never going to be a proper mage anyway. Well, but I mean, like, gets into what does it mean to be a proper mage? Mm -hmm. Um, I think she means you'll you'll never be able to do spells like spells. You'll have your thing that you can probably still do, but you'll never be able to go to lessons and learn real like magic like I do. I think it's more like... Mm -hmm. um, it feels more like Rin saying, oh, yeah, uh, you like the way that someone who loses a leg or an arm, like they can still live a perfectly valid life. And Rin is saying, yeah, but magic society would look at you and say, you can't ever have a normal life like that. Mm-hmm. OK, yeah, you can still like you can still do stuff. You can do plenty of things. Mm-hmm. It's just that mages would look at you and say, like, eh. that's fair. You're disabled. Yeah. That does... Mages, they do be like that, huh? Uh-huh. Although I think so they does, are... So do people. Oh, is yeah. the problem. Oh, but, yeah. Mages yeah. are... Uh, despite everything, mages are human. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Yes, this is such a better excuse for why she didn't bring it up earlier. Yeah. Like, because it's embarrassing, it just... To not bring up the sex just doesn't feel very Rin, right? Yeah. Like, Rin is... Well, like, especially because in that scene, she's like, yeah, and sex is a tool that mages use. Yes. Uh-huh. And it's like, and even you had is... no reason not to bring this up earlier, except for you needed Shiro to get uh-huh. caught by Ilya to have this, like, showdown. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's like, her suggestion was, have Saber go kill people. Is that worse? It's also like, or, or is sex worse than that? No. Rin said to Archer when she summoned him, I would never have you go kill people. Uh-huh. Uh, and yet, like, she only presents that to Shiro yeah, and not. Very silly. Yeah. Uh, Shiro's immediately on board for this, and Rin's like, fuck, man. Think it over a little. Um... There's this great bit where there was this CG that I forgot to mention in the sex scene where Saber is like propping herself up on the bed as she's like almost dying. But it's like the horniest looking like expression uh-huh. on her face. It's like the difference between feverish and dying and horny is paper thin for Takeuchi. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, this and is- here it's like dancing around that CG so that you don't see the whole thing and notice how horny it is. We missed it in the in the horny scene, but uh, at some point Saber says, "I need your magical energy now," and that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. It's a banner ad. It's a banner ad from one of those like Ebony games. Yeah. It's her laying on the bed Master, about to. I need your magical energy now. It's her laying Look on the here. bed about to die from like tuberculosis, and her saying, "I need, I need your magical energy now." 
Um, let's see. Rin still does the thing where she jumps up on Saber and like uh, grabs at her and starts undressing her. But we only see like the edge of the like CG where she's fingering Saber. Uh-huh. Uh, I uh, I did the scene first. And so my first note is Rin. Uh, I'm getting Saber to rocks by having sex with her. What's the issue? <laughs> Um, as like she like climbs up on top of Saber and like dances her fingers uh-huh. or like un like unbuttons Saber's top and then just like strokes Saber's chest uh-huh. a bit and it's like oh, oh I thought that this was a safe for work scene. Uh, she tells Rin tells Shiro to take his top off and or his shirt off and if he takes his bottoms off she'll kill him. Great, fair. This is. This is this uh, jives perfectly for me with the Rin we get in the sex scene. Uh huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's still got that energy of like, I hate that you're here, man. Uh huh. You're killing the vibe. Um. This is, yeah. This or scene... or is I wish that I could do this for Saber. Uh huh. I wish that like Saber Saber's uh attraction was for me, and. It's not, uh-huh. and so I still want to see her happy, so I'm going to do this for the two of you, uh-huh. but I'm mad that... It also makes more sense. The reason that Rin can't do this it also feels better to me than, oh, it's because heterosexuality is, like, yeah. magically more pre- like prevalent, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Uh, in this case, Rin cannot sacrifice like this. Yeah. She would not give this up for Saber. I don't I, think she would. I think she would go, well, I think in this case specifically, she might say, well, I maybe there will be another grail war. Because if she if she gives up her magic circuits for this, she will not be, there will be no other chance for her. She will lose everything. I don't think she can give that up for Saber. I think she absolutely would have given up. Because right now it feels so counter to her character. Being a mage is all that she is. Yeah, but I think... Except that she's not a mage, right? Like, she cares about people. Mm-hmm. In a way that mages don't. She's a flawed mage, but she still... It's hard for me to She this She cares way. about people more than she cares about being a mage. Hmm. She puts on an act, mm-hmm. for sure, that is like... Like, her asking Archer to die. Yeah. She was almost crying. Mm-hmm. Not because she was going to lose the war... I think, but because she's losing a friend. I see what you're. I see what you're saying. Although that also is a little. We just don't did not get nearly enough time of them hanging out. No, you know, which is like also. Hey, next route, we're gonna get way more time of them hanging out, which is good. Uh, fascinating. But yeah, wh- when I was reading this scene, I was like, oh yeah, it makes sense that she wouldn't want. She would not be able to do this. Mm-hmm. At least this version of her right now for saber a saber that is not hers. She would not. Mm-hmm. That's I can read that. I think for a saber that is not hers, sure. Yeah, it's well, and it's because if saber was her servant, if she could have done this for, if she could have done this for Archer, maybe she would have. If that would have been the difference, yeah. But um, I think this is like if Rin mistaken like accidentally summoned saber uh-huh. in a way that meant that their bond was damaged. I think she would have done it for saber. Interesting. Uh. Okay. Okay. Um, the funny thing is, is that couldn't Rin just make a contract with Saber? Couldn't they trade? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Unless I mean, Saber's like, summoning is what's damaged, and, like, she couldn't do this for anyone. 
Yeah, that's interesting. If no one could share magical energy with her because she's damaged. Yeah. I guess. Although, I think that's a more interesting... But Nasu would never consider that because Saber is the root. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, like, Shiro can't lose Saber on the Saber root. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which, your your suggestion would be more interesting and shows, like, the flaw of, the flaws in this as being a pick-a-girl yeah. story. Uh-huh. Anyway... They do some uh, half-naked cuddling, mm-hmm. and Shiro's consciousness goes into Saber's body, or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is how sapiosexuals have sex, fun. I'm sorry? Your brains merge into a cosmic state, fan. I had... So, I have played this game before. Yes. It has been long enough. I completely forgot about Cyber Shiro. <laughs> Cyber Shiro, yes. This is so... F- this whole bit is very funny because they clearly they spent some money on this on uh-huh. this redoing this scene. Yeah, it is also that looks a little bit like they took a bunch of like still images from Windows Media Player music visualizer. Uh huh. And like slapped them together. I think there are. There's a lot of animation and art happening. You know what there I mean? Are, very abstract, like there is patterns and shit. There's another read on scene that has maybe my favorite visuals in the entire game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got money and the magic of hindsight. Uh, and I'm excited to get there. But like, yeah, I think this one largely looks fine. Yeah. I, but Cyber, cool. Shiro, Cyber Shiro is just so is goofy. He like, isn't he like a naked ghost with like green circuits on yeah. him? Yeah. Uh, something like that. Um, well, he gets through his section of this, which is like the cyber patterns. And then mm-hmm. we get to... Uh, uh sabers which is like a dark cave pulsing with magic mm-hmm. uh well, yeah I, I wouldn't say it's interesting how the the pattern of magical circuits changes between the two of them well i think he he's traversing the connection between the two of them mm-hmm. and then he is in sabers like core yes. yeah so it's, it's but like when he's on his side of the line the magic circuits are circuit like circuit board patterns and when he gets to i think that that, that is the connection but that's the, his bit, is what I'm saying. His magic circuits look like sa- circuits. His magic circuits we've seen several times. Yes, and they already. always look like yeah. that. Yeah. They look like like they're like channels almost. Yeah. That like they look like they, a circuit board. A circuit board, or um, I think a lot about like like a foundry. Yeah. Of like the the channels that like hot molten metal yeah. flows down. But what I'm saying is. That's what his look like. Sabers are like cracks in stone. Yeah. They're yeah. Li- they're not ordered and like I just, patterned like that. I just meant That's that all I was saying. <laughs> Cyber Cyber Shiro and the Windir's media player stuff is exists between the two of them. Yes. That's not like uh-huh. him. It's this is what I'm just referring to how the circuit pattern looks. Okay, man. I I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> anyway, so Shiro's in a say in a cave. There's, like, lava or something? Yeah, lava or, like, molten blood or something like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, pillars rising out of it. Um, He says something about how if a mage's body is a machine that creates magical energy, this place is a factory. Mm-hmm. Like, the scale of it is so different from anything he can imagine. That's really interesting. Uh-huh. Which... The, okay. This doesn't make sense with how servants work. I don't. It's not very clear how exactly servants are powered at this point. 
Yeah. Because I don't know how Shiro is providing her enough power from his whole body to use Excalibur once in any way. Uh You know what I mean? Well, and this, this, scene... this does this does a totally different thing where it's like, oh no, you are feeding magical energy to her from now on, is what they say. Yeah. We're restoring your connection, not you're giving her a one-time boost. Well, yeah, I there know. does There's have to be, be another, another a reason for a, a second sex scene. Um, um, which, yeah, is like the the sex scene is is a mana transfer. It is I am giving you X amounts of energy. Uh huh. This is supposedly I'm starting. I'm starting an engine and establish or a, a factory feed energy into. But also, you're. I'm starting an engine that is yeah. going to produce energy. Yeah. Um, she's not supposed to be able to get power from the world. But also, I don't believe even if Shiro was feeding her magical energy constantly, could she really use Excalibur using his strength? It doesn't seem well, like he has magic. She can magic store up. All. She can store up energy. Uh huh. Well, like, well, she's not using it. I suppose. Like, yeah. You don't. Yeah, you charge a battery. Uh huh. Yeah, no, it's just the, the scale differences. So so fascinating to me, and like the the factory metaphor, and like, is she drawing? Is it that she needs some of his magical energy in order to draw magic from the world and turn it into her own magic? That feels that like feels like what's being said here, but, but it's contradictory yes. to the idea that they are dead and cannot pull from the world. Yeah, uh huh. You know what I mean? It is like directly contradictory to what Rin said. Uh, servants are. My assumption was that for servants who are using magic that is so far beyond the power scale of what mages can do, that they were getting that it was like a mix. They get one parts uh, mage energy from their master and like five parts from the grail or something like that but that also doesn't seem to be true i don't yeah i think it is it is just like um they're just really big batteries Uh uh-huh and which is why like oh yeah you could like a a mage can over some number of days Mm -hmm. provide enough energy to use an np yeah i guess it's just like the amount of energy that it the amount of time that it took for rin to make 10 jewels or 20 jewels. She started with 20 jewels. Yeah. Um, 10 years, two jewels a year, each one being a fraction of the power of Excalibur. Yeah, I think that that is, mm. there is like, that is her, like the Tosaka special magic. And uh-huh. like, yeah. you're probably losing some. And uh-huh. there are a bunch no, of like totally. mitigating things there, I think. Uh-huh. It just feels, it's, it's not that I don't think it makes any sense. It's just funny how how it feels weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, Nasu can get so unclear about how these things work, which is often, like, fun, poetic, and, like, makes it more... It lets you use your imagination more. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it feels a little weirder than others, I mm-hmm. guess, is what I'm trying to get at. Anyway, there's a dragon. Yeah. Why has Saber got a dragon inside of her? Um... I can't remember if it's here or if it was earlier. Um, she's uh, revered as a dragon. Uh-huh. Like, the king of England, uh, king of Britain, is a dragon. Uh-huh. Is that can... in the War of Arthur? Yeah. I don't think so. No, the dragon doesn't come up in... Uh... 
I can't I can't remember if if King Arthur in history is associated with dragons, but that would make sense. It would make sense. I don't think dragons have come up. The questing beast is really the only like weird creature who's uh-huh. come up. Like love the questing. Merlin is a weird creature. So are the ladies of the lake. Uh huh. Um, but like in terms of mythical beings, the questing beast. Is I don't think really the only one. I don't think King, so King Arthur ever fights a dragon. I just I think, think that in Nasu's version she does, right? Does she? No, I don't think so. I okay. think she just is a dragon. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm confusing it with something else then that I read recently about like knights killing a dragon. Uh-huh. So let's see. Yeah, the dragon's like half rotted from the like ocean of like lava magical energy of this place. Mm-hmm. And, like, wings are tattered. Um Yeah. It, this makes me think like, oh, not human you pick up the sword and you're not human anymore yeah it uh-huh. means a lot of different things uh-huh uh the dragon eats hero uh we get a fun like him silhouetted as he's like run through with a hundred black thorns that's very cool looking the thing is ben is that someone impaled on like a hundred spears is sick <laughs> Um, there's, like, some great, like, red text musing about, uh, like, why we don't food, serve food that it's still alive at the table uh-huh. as, like, Shiro's thrashing and being eaten by a dragon. That's uh-huh. very cool. Uh-huh. Uh, we get a golden angel saber ghost who uh, saves him. I love human instrumentality. <laughs> love it. Um, uh, why is there no sabers with dragon wings and a tail fan? Ben. I don't think I've ever seen this. Give Saber a fat tail. Give Saber a fat tail. That's what I'm saying. Give her a scaly little hip wings and a fat tail and everything will be good. Yeah. So he is not completely digested by this dragon. We get the CG of Saber with Caliburn again. Uh, and also CG of like Saber in a little like home on the prairie like dress. Uh-huh. Very funny. I have I have no understanding of how Saber was never treated by as a girl if she was running around in a little prayer like home on the prairie dress. Yeah. That is totally contradictory. There's there is cool stuff that could be done with Saber's like masculine gender like stuff that just never gets done because she always dresses like a girl. Uh-huh. And always acts like a girl. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But also I don't I don't even know that I would call it masculine gender. It's like she's a gender. Yeah. Like, king is her gender. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. But, like, again, that doesn't... Yes. She is assumed male, right? Yeah. She doesn't really... She says that she doesn't consider herself as having a gender, but she always acts in a traditionally feminine way. Yeah. While wearing uh-huh. traditionally feminine dress at all times. Yeah. Rin, Shira wakes up. Rin is curled up like a cat on the floor, I think. Um, He's laying on Saber. He fell asleep on her. Connection is established. Saber should have no trouble staying in the world. Uh, again, this means that there's no reason to have a second sex scene unless something contrived happens. Or a second scene to replace a sex scene unless something mm-hmm. contrived happens. He... Da, 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 she ate 25% of his magical circuits. 30%. Which, 30%. But... More than one in four years. Um, well, he, he's like, oh, well, we've only ever seen... I think one or two of his circuits light up. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, yeah, I only need, like, a couple. Yeah. This confirms that he has more than one, even though he has said before that he only has one. Yeah, yeah. Um, though, I think, well, again... he has one circuit. 
she ate 30% of that circuit of his magical circuits. Okay. Look. He has It's it's that ha- thing. He of- has a circuit board. Yes. And she ate 30% of his circuits. What I'm saying is again, I think that magical circuit is being referred to in two different ways that don't translate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um she apologizes for overeating. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. Oh. She was she she's like, "Oh, I was I was just a little hungry." Uh-huh. Rin rises from the dead. Uh, sleepy morning, Rin. Mm-hmm. It's always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is way better than the sex scene. Act, the real sex scene was. Yeah. Again, I think that the necessity of taking out all of the sex mm-hmm. uh, has a chilling effect in general. Mm-hmm. Even though I think, again, Nasu shouldn't have to not write sex. Shouldn't have to write sex scenes that he doesn't want to write. Obvious. Obviously. Yeah, I think, but by it, making things for consoles, you close the possibility space. Yeah, um, I think it is interesting. I was less high on the scene, not having read the sex scene right before it. Yeah, um, which is like that sex scene and then replacement scene is the correct way to do them. Yeah, because you go from like, oh no, I'm so sorry, Nasu, that you had to write this to oh. like, oh yeah, you're you're. It is so clear, like how much he's. Uh, him and or the translator mm-hmm. are like, oh yeah, this is really fun and poetic writing, uh-huh. and energetic in a way that the sex scene is just like kind of feels. Even if it was a better translation, I'm sure that it would feel like, oh yeah, this feels obligatory. Uh-huh. It feels like bog standard, but like fine. Yeah. Interlude one eleven. Fate. Fate. That just I know. The, I'm gonna yeah. say it every time though. I promised. We are back at the mansion. At first, I thought this was like flashback and we were going to get to see the fight. But mm-hmm. no, this is this is happening concurrently. Yeah. Uh, the Ilya's uh, house is destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> the, man, the like entryway is completely fucked up. Archer is dead. And Berserker got really fucked up. But he's still alive. Mm-hmm. His legs are melted. Yeah. Does Archer have fire or acid powers? Something. Archer has acid spit. <laughs> Archer is actually a xenomorph. Oh. That's what he is. Archer specialized in spitting into girls' mouth. <laughs> he put all his points into that. Um. Yeah, so his legs are melted. His arm is almost cut off. His throat's cut. His be- like organs are spilling out and uh he got he got fully can openered yep uh he's not dead though he's dead but he's not dead Ilya is pissed off about this and she's like who the fuck was that yeah i have no idea who that was that's the most annoying thing i've ever seen in my entire life uh-huh for, for her this is like being stabbed in the heart by a bug on the roadside such a great yeah uh-huh archer performed six did completely different killing blows on berserker because you can't do the same killing blow twice and expect it to work on berserker this is the in spite of myself this is the bit that i love Uh about uh fate just being a cool a cool game where uh who would win in a fight king arthur or heracles Uh uh-huh is the like Oh, you can't do the same thing more than once to Heracles, so Archer had to come up with six different ways to kill him. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. It's cool. It, it makes him look cool, cool, even though you don't get to see him <laughs> yeah. do any of this. Uh-huh. It's cooler that you don't, because 
we get to share and Ilya's like, who the fuck was that? Yeah. What uh-huh. did he do? <laughs> what? Um, yeah, yeah. So Ilya has no idea who he is. It's great. Uh, there's this interesting bit where we're in Berserker's perspective for a second. Mm-hmm. Where Berserker is like, actually, this whole thing is kind of in his perspective. Uh, but mostly it's listening to Ilya rant. Mm-hmm. But he's like, damn, if I was like sane right now, I would really have been, I would be wishing for a redo of that fight that was a little more like, you know, the cir- yeah. so the circumstances could be different so that I could actually enjoy it instead of be a crazy monster. Uh-huh. Anyway, time to be a crazy monster again. <laughs> um, He's so fucked up, it would take him three days to fully heal. And Ilya's like, no, 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 it's fine. This this can't happen again, can it? Let's just go. Um, She I says have, he has five left. I have bad news for Ilya. What? There are six days, five, four, four or five days left in this route at this point. Mm-hmm. She's not going to defeat Saber. No, probably not. Um, oh, she says he has five left in his god hand. Mm-hmm. Um, can we say can we say by this point that this is lives? Yeah, like that's pretty obviously what's happening. You know, if you've read about Heracles, you know about his twelve labors. The twelve labors, yeah, which are he has twelve lives. Yeah, uh huh. I don't think in in mythology he has twelve lives because of that. He's supposed to just be immortal. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the, you can connect it to the twelve labors. Yeah. So uh, Ilya doesn't say rape in in the original. She uses a verb which means like to kill or to play with as of a toy. Oh, okay. Which is like, sure, you could look at you that and re- say like, translate it as rape, but it is not that. it is it it's is edgy translator behavior. Yeah. And it is like a thing that yeah. You could you could look at, oh yeah, you can you can play with them and like, yeah, I get what you're saying, but you're not like saying it straight out yeah, versus yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I we jumped right into that. I have a note where Ilya tells Berserker to feel free to rape Rin and Saber. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, that's apparently a translator issue. Um You can't kill Saber's master quickly, okay? I'm going to kill Shiro the worst way possible. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, ben just has a picture of future from the future devil, the future devil <laughs> from Chainsaw Man saying, "Yeah, yeah, the future rules." You're gonna die in the worst way possible, and I want to be there to see it. I love Chainsaw Man. Uh-huh. Back to the business. Future's correct in that case. It doesn't. Truly, the worst possible way that could have gone down. It does, in fact, rule. <laughs> best fight in the in chainsaw man i don't like most of the fights in chainsaw man because that's just like i'm you're not a big fight person but that one's not a big fight fantastic but it is like oh yeah cool great perfect shiro got thrown out of the sex house yeah they can change or something they've Mm -hmm. got girl things to do he's like boys got things to do too this is i might I might reconsider this opinion, but I think the, my first read through, and I think that I still hold this, is that I think that there is some rewording and like removal of stuff mm-hmm. that, or yeah, removal of stuff that explicitly refers to a sex scene and rewording of some other stuff um, in Rialta Nua, because mm-hmm. they didn't have sex, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
I think I prefer the sex scene as the setup for like how Shiro feels. Uh huh. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I went right. I did not replay this scene with Rialto Nua version. I went straight back to having sex scenes on, so I got the sex scene version. I remember there being like a couple of differences, and so like wanted to check here. It's like because he's very much like, oh yeah, right, we banged last night, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, um, I was like, oh yeah, right. I wonder what the Rialto Nua version of that is, and he's like, he is equally as incredibly conscious of saber's body as he is in the original but it's like there's less of a reason given for that i guess the thing about the the like replacement scene is that it feels more like the start of a romance to me than the like sex scenes feel so kind of forced yeah in a way you know what i mean it doesn't Uh really up to this point they've barely had anything that connected them in a romantic way yeah i think it for me it's it's a the sex scene forces shiro to consider his feelings about saber in a way that is like oh yeah actually i do kind of have feelings for her yeah um as opposed to like oh we laid on each other a little yeah which is fine for like the start of a romance i guess but the thing is that it's coming very late in the route yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, i wish that there was more if they're going to make a game about romance, you got to put more in at the start. Yeah, which is like earlier. This is this structured is not- like a romance and is fundamentally like not really interested in that. But they're going to get together at the end. Yeah, I think that it's I know I understand why it is, but I think it's just bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not saying that is good. I'm just saying that like the game is Nasu's un- uninterested in the romantic element of this, even though that's what th- the thing is. You know what I mean? But I think it's also like it's, yeah, it is that, and it's not. Yeah, but it is a game where you pick a girl. You know what I mean? And like they. Well, that's down. what I mean by like structurally, it is a romance, mm-hmm. but the actual plot is really not. Like I think Heaven's Heaven's Field gets there, but like Fate and unlimited blade works are primarily not romance routes i guess the thing is that i'm saying is that because it is is at least in part selling itself as a romance the romance stuff comes off as bad and forced because nasu is not putting the care into it that he should if it is a romance right yeah like whether or not he cares about it it is a poor romance and i'm not is i'm not trying to make the argument that it is like a good well-written romance yeah i just think i think that that you should it would be better off just without that element yeah Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) like like either put more effort into writing it the like budding romance between characters or just they could just be friends who uh-huh. care about each other a lot you know what i mean yeah that's where i'm at because mm-hmm. like the half-baked thing just doesn't work for me mm-hmm. okay strategy meeting time shiro picked up a bunch of sticks rin is like we're gonna do an ambush uh saber can't use excalibur even once mm-hmm. she said she could if she fired it off it would be like half power or something like that yeah i have no idea how saber is going to hurt berserker since she can't, since her attack stat is too low. Yeah. Rin can, because her gems can. Mm-hmm. So she's hoping that... This is a real, like, oh, shit, I know what's coming. Rin doesn't have enough jewels to kill Berserker six times or five times or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know that he has that many lives. Yes. 
let's see. There's a there's a fun bit where she's like, I'm gonna use two or three of my remaining nine gems. <laughs> they're like, You being a little stingy, huh? And she's like, No, I'm not. They cost a lot of goddamn money. Shiro offers to pay for half of the cost of them. There are two. We get a choice. Oh, right. Check in with Rin or check in with Saber. If you check in with Rin, he's like, hey, you're going to actually, like, put it all on the table for this, right? And she's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, I'll pay you for half of the gems that you use. And he, like, keeps trying to guess how much money that is. Well, she lights up. She's so excited. She has, like, a really eerie smile. Anyway, do you have any idea how much these cost? You're a he's man, like, right? You're not going to back out of that promise, right? And he's like, a hundred K? And she's like, come on. Yen. Come on. And he's like, two hundred K? And she's like, that's a weird number to increase by when I'm when it was very clearly incredibly low. <laughs> um, we and, end up with her saying that, it co- that her gems cost like a hundred thousand dollars a pop basically yeah 10 million yen uh-huh per, which i think is 100 000. yeah uh and i was or, like wait, that's too much that money for 10 000 per i think it's 10 000 per no because 10 million so move it down to oh. 100 hundred thousand dollars oh, right i can't i did this like a few times for being Do like math. no that's way too much money that's too much money for like her for like a couple gems well she needs she specifically needs like magically conductive like big and they're big too yeah i looked this up fen can you read to me how much rubies cost a carrot uh rubies can cost as little as one dollar a carrot to 100k plus a carrot <gasps> a yeah carrot, it's like half an ounce or something uh-huh i think her gems are bigger than that uh-huh so she needs like high quality gems that are large. Yeah, that's bananas. I knew uh, I know gems are expensive, but like Jesus fucking Christ, Rin. Uh she does say that she won't charge him interest, so he can spend his entire life paying her back. This is this is the Animal Crossing setup. <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway, let's not choose that choice as our canonical choice oh. because it's going to ruin Shiro's life. Uh-huh. Let's check on Saber instead. Ben, Saber scene is about how embarrassing it is to hold someone's hand. Yes, yes. Oh. Uh, I don't agree. Saber I would, trips. I would hold almost Saber's falls hand. Over. Seems really very nice. uncoordinated for Saber. I do love Saber's like hands clasped in front of her like wide-eyed blushing you know i had to do it to impose that she does <laughs> saber is very cute the thing is is that you might at this point you might be saying oh okay there is more to saber that fen likes other than just she's cute and you would be correct that day 11 and like day 12 and kind of the back back third of the route is where i really fell in love with saber the first time i played through this but also, she has great sprites. She's very cute. She's is the other cute. thing about her. Yeah. Uh, they find a clearing to fight Berserker in. Rin's like, oh, it's not quite right. Uh, but Berserker's <laughs> coming at them like a bullet. <laughs> Operation Kill a Big Man is <laughs> Ben's title for this scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ilya's like calling out to them with like an echoey magic voice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I really want to see Rin climbing a tree. I'm not going to get it, but I want to see her like, like, 
uh there's a good cg of Ilya like with berserker looming behind her her you know what i mean as she grins uh-huh, uh-huh. Th- that cg makes it her look taller to me yeah than she actually uh-huh. is because it just makes berserker look like 20 or 30 feet tall uh-huh um Ilya did not see rin mm. in this part of the plan is that rin's gonna hide climb a tree jump down all that yeah. stuff Shiro tells her that Rin ran away and left them. And Ilya, who has no concept of lying, uh, believes her. Mm-hmm. Or believes him that well, Rin is gone. Yeah. And uh, Shiro's like, eh, she probably left the forest. And Rin's, or, and, uh, and Ilya is like, well, we have a bounded field around the entirety of this forest and castle and stuff. So I'd know she'd left, but I can't but tell. But still doesn't, doesn't not believe him. Well, as yeah, and she can't tell where Rin is inside of that field. She just knows that she is still in that field. So she's like, yeah, I'll just kill her later. Yeah. Um, Ilya says some dope shit about killing him, and then her whole body lights up with that massive command spell. Mm-hmm. Still don't know what's up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a one-off line about how Berserker wasn't using his Berserker stat boosts yet or something like that. Which is, uh, I feel like... like berserker is still presented as not having like sapience uh-huh so i'm not sure what that means yeah i guess i guess you could say like oh she's been restricting his power so he uses less magical energy yeah um i kind of got the feeling here that she has a lot of command spells and that's why she's able to control and power him so effectively mm-hmm. right like every time she tells him to do something it spends a command spell Hmm. That was kind of the vibe I got because she has no trouble com- controlling him. Yeah, she's not a particularly skilled maid. She's good, but she doesn't like have a lot of training. So I oh. assumed it's she's relying on this command spell. Okay, I think that the I don't know that there's anything to back that up quite. Problem with other berserkers is that they use too much magical energy. So it's less like skill of mage and more just like how much magical energy can you provide? I think they lose you lose control of them though because they can't. That it's hard. You can tell them what to do, but I don't know how much they'll listen to you, right? We they, they generally do, but I think they go into battle frenzy, right? I will say we get clarity on this. Okay. Later. Um, what else is she doing with all these command spells? I guess is my thought. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, let's see. There's some clashing. Um, there's so much zooming and like clashing noises and CGs moving around stuff. It's at this point the like oh wow this is really cool has worn off and i'm a little exhausted of it oh i'm still like oh this is cool i just part of this is i just like to see saber fighting uh-huh i just like it when a knight fights their yeah, enemy. it just goes on a little too long for me i guess in this fight mm-hmm. uh, i love this line of in ancient times the heroes that went up against dragons must have all been like her mm-hmm. uh-huh. very cool the battle rages uh berserker is winning and we have a choice oh that was the other thing shiro made a bow with his uh right with his magic very cool that when he made the bow two of his magical circuits light up up until now it's only been one Uh uh-huh um so he made a bow so he can support from a distance Mm -hmm. we have a choice now to provide backup or not yes um there's no bad end for not providing backup i assume because it does nothing yeah uh but i only picked shoot a bow at berserker because yeah of course uh i think if you don't sure was like 
just kind of is like, yeah, what am I going to do? Shoot an arrow. It's going to bounce off of him. Worst case, it distracts, it, it distracts Saber. I'm not going to help at all. Like, why even try? Yeah, it bounces off his head and he's not even distracted. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. funny when you do. Um, He starts thinking about the power of imagination. <laughs> um, Saber gets hit pretty bad. Uh, she almost gets sliced in half, but just her armor gets cut. She gets mm-hmm. away. Uh, Rin chooses this time to attack. This is sick. This is sick. Rin's, this sequence of Rin jumping from the tree and shooting like super powered icicles at him. And then she gets like grabbed out of the air by Berserker who managed to avoid most of the attack. Uh-huh. Very cool. It also makes, again, Berserker look enormous. His hands are so fucking big. Wrapped yeah. all the way around her waist. Uh-huh. Uh, his one arm is destroyed or frozen solid. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's caught and he's squeezing her to death. What does she do? The thing is, is that she planned on getting caught and she uh-huh. has four more gems in her fingers. Like, uh-huh. um, almost like, uh, black keys. Yeah. You yeah. See them as you well. Hold between them. Uh, you hold them between your fingers and, and she uses all four of those to blow off his top half. Yeah. She like completely annihilates the top half of Berserker. It's very cool looking. It's a very fun, like, oh, right. Rin knew, knew the whole time. Like she was. She was playing coy when she's like, uh-huh. I'll use like three of my gems, I guess. Um, but she like she knows that she needs to just go all out. <laughs> but the hand doesn't drop her. Uh-huh. Berserker is still alive. Yeah. Or he's spent another life. Mm-hmm. But Rin managed to kill him once. Ilya was a normal servant, he would be dead. Yeah. Ilya's like Damn, I didn't expect that you'd be able to take a life off of him. Uh-huh. Yeah, it grows back. His whole hop top half is back. Uh-huh. By the time the smoke clears. And this is when yeah. We when get Ilya the explicitly labors. says, like, yeah, twelve labors, each one gave or does Ilya say this? Does Ilya Rin does. put it together? Rin figures this out, is like, oh shit. He should have his noble phantasm, the thing most associated with him is a bow called the Bow of Hydra. Mm-hmm. Since he doesn't have that, I should have assumed that his unkillable body was his noble phantasm. And that I guess I could have drawn the conclusion that he had multiple lives from that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Ilya says something about him only having five lives left, uh-huh. which is like, I don't know that you needed to tell them that. Yeah that archer killed him a bunch of times also i thought he already had five so that would knock him down to four but well i think the phrasing is slightly different of like he had you kill him five more times and he's dead so he has four stacks of guts of guts left oh yeah she's like wow if you had five times the jewels rin you just we would have been able to take him no problem you had 50 more years to prepare for this Uh uh-huh and also, like, gobs and gobs of cash. Um, let's see. Saber starts, like, ineffectually chopping at Berserker's arm, trying to save Rin. Rin he's struggling to crush Rin. Or he hasn't managed to crush Rin yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get an explanation for this later. She has a jewel on her tummy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> protecting her, her last jewel. Yeah. Uh, now, see... The women have failed. It's time for the men to step up. Uh, Shiro gets punted and his arm breaks. Yeah. Very funny. Um, 
Shiro's trying to distract Berserker. Berserker decides to kill him first. Saber starts to use her noble phantasm to save them all. Fen. Do we let her use her noble phantasm? Ah, uh, there's no other way. She got the Ganai, Ben. Can't be helped, Fen. Use letting Saber use her noble phantasm here is the second bad end. It is for today. Yeah. Worst it it doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, she did say I don't think that it would be powerful enough to kill yeah. him. And uh-huh. I would still disappear instantly if I used it. Uh-huh. So we there this is set up. Yeah, it doesn't hurt him at all. It doesn't even take a life off of him. Ilya was like, Ilya says something about Berserker being sad that he couldn't die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Saber gets smashed into meaty chunks before yep. she can even disappear. Mm-hmm. We do get the desummoning sound, but uh, apparently there's just chunks of Saber all over the ground, too. Mm-hmm. Rough. Um, Shiro in shock s- agrees to surrender in exchange for Rin's life, but Rin's already been pulped and thrown aside. Uh-huh. Which is like, um, this to me contradicts the thing of Ilya not lying. You know what I mean? Is because she's like, I'll let Rin go if you agree to surrender, but Rin's already dead. Yeah. Yeah. That just seems a little de- deceitful for her since her whole, th- since her part of her thing is she doesn't lie. It's not a big deal. Just yeah. to me, it was like, oh, really? Mm. Why would she lie about that? She has all the cards here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Berserker chops off uh, Shiro's legs and walks off with them. Yep. Yep. Normal. It is a heartbreaking scene, like oh, all that cool. happening and then realizing that Rin is already dead, too. That's like a good twist. Yeah. We get Tiger Dojo 8. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, there's only been eight Tiger Dojos so far, and, uh, Ilya has been the cause of five of them, which is very fun. That's really impressive. Uh Uh-huh. She's very good at, uh, capturing Shiro. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Tiger's like, you know, there's a limit on how much murder you can do and still be likable, and Ilya's like, I think I'm still on the cute side. (laughs) I agree. Uh Uh-huh. Uh... Ilya starts to tell us about someone else who kills Shiro more than her, but gets interrupted by the spoiler's prohibition sword. Uh, we get Ilya's little revenge assassination notebook. Annihilation for kids series. Three kills per, per day. day. Uh, it's with a, bu- a picture of a bunch of like little squishy characters getting hung, stabbed, hit by a bus, poisoned, and uh, sniped yep. on it. Very uh-huh. funny. Uh, let's see... Oh, Ilya says that Excalibur drained two of uh, Berserker's lives mm. there, but not all. He, he, she needed to do five. Mm-hmm. Five points. I guess um, Excalibur fully powered could probably just kill most of Berserker then. It's, inter- it's interesting the framing isn't like, oh, he resurrects each time. It's like a certain amount of damage can count as two deaths. Yeah. If you overkill him, he still... If you... If you overkill his health bar, it still hurts his next health bar, I guess is the thing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. The one other thing we get from from this scene is Ilya saying... I th- it's Ilya or Taiga. Someone saying, hey, there's something a little different about all the Ilya bad ends. And mm-hmm. it's that they're bad ends, not dead ends. Yeah, because he doesn't die. Yeah. The other thing, I guess, is that Taiga's like, you made the smart choice. But... 
in this particular case, making the stupid choices the way you live. Sorry, I know that's different than what normal uh -huh. normally do. Yeah. Back to it. Saber starts to use her noble phantasm. Uh, Shiro orders her not to. And the only way to get her to stop is to spend a command spell, apparently, because one of his command spells goes. Whoop. That's double bad. Um, now, now we're getting into the real strongest of them all, weakest of them all thing, fan. Uh, now we're getting into the battle shonen kind of shit, where someone has like a really weak power, but it actually is revealed that he has the strongest power of them all, fan. Uh-huh. Shiro uses his magic circuits to create or summon or copy Caliburn, the Sword of Selection. Mm -hmm. the, st the stronger sword. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, he says that his body is a magical circuit specialized for this purpose alone and summons it. Cool. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Saber's like, what the fuck? And Shiro rushes into action, although the sword seems to be dragging him along, and chops off Berserker's arm, saving Rin. Nice. Uh, I really gotta say, Shiro's outfit makes him look like a fucking loser, no matter <laughs> what. It's just as bad as the sex pajamas, at least when Shiro's doing, like, or at least when Shiki's doing cool shit, we just don't see him at all, so we can't uh -huh. see that he's wearing the sex pajamas, so you can, yeah. like, visualize anything else. <laughs> but we have his, like blue and white t-shirt like baseball boy outfit is so bad he, there's nothing that can make him look cool yes this is accurate uh takeuchi cannot design cool outfits for boys at this point mm -hmm. archers is cooler than coups but they're basically the same thing with different accoutrements Koo doesn't have a cool coat. Yeah, exactly. Archer's coat, coat is the cool part. Um, does Kojiro look cool? He looks fine. He just looks like a samurai guy, I guess. Yeah, I like his outfit. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not very standout. You're like, oh yeah, that's a samurai guy. Yeah. But Rin's outfit and Saber's outfits are both very cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I have went through a whole series of events with this. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is like a Nutena kind of situation. Shiro has pulled a sword, he has created a sword with his body, and he's going to give it to Saber, and she's going to use that sword to finish this fight. Mm -hmm. That is not what happens. No. No. Um... He says something. I was like, okay, uh-oh. Is Shiro just going to win this fight with Saber's sword fighting better than she can? Because that would be fucking infuriating. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's like, no, I can't wield the sword properly. And I was back on the like, okay, is he going to give it to her? No. Uh, she does get a hand on the ball at the end, though. She does get to touch the sword <laughs> before he uses it to kill Berserker. I don't... <laughs> they both hold the sword together and kill Berserker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, like, Shiro's there because both he wants to stand alongside her, and uh -huh. also Ben is just grinning at me like, you're wrong, I know you're this wrong, is, I know got, what you're about to say, and Me you're and Ben have argued about this, about um, whether this is, like, a Nutena bit. Well, so, uh -huh. let me finish my bit. Yeah, finish. So Shiro is there, 
because one reality hates projections yes and as soon as a mage stops touching mm. or stops like channeling their magical energy into a projection yeah. it will disappear yes so he can't just give her the sword because mm -hmm. it would immediately disappear here's my counterpoint nasu made that all up sure this could be a special case and he could just give the sword to saber the other bit is that Shiro believes that he can fight alongside Saber. Uh-huh. This is what I'm saying is, it's kind of got an Utena vibe, right? I don't... See... That was my first read when I saw the scene. You say Shiro is a person who creates swords from his body. Yeah. That are linked to him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He... And he has a partner who can use those sword, that sword to do great things and fight a series of duels. This is one duel, uh -huh. but sure. Yeah, but like, they are partners in a series of duels. A series of fights. Yeah. This is not. I'm not saying this is a one to one exactly what happens in Utena, but we know that Nasu likes Utena. We know that he's seen Utena. Uh -huh. There's like a little bit of an Utena vibe to this scene. And I got being, for the record, I got uh, zero Utena vibes from this. Scene. We're watching it recently. Yeah. So as soon when I, you had seen it before reading this. Yeah. But it wasn't fresh. No. And so revisiting when Utena is fresh, you still are reading it in the lens of you read it the first time, right? I'm watching Utena right now, so the connection is standing out to me. I'm looking for Utena stuff. Girl who's only watched Utena. <laughs> I've watched a lot of stuff. <laughs> no, but I know. I'm just saying that, like, I don't think that mm -hmm. it is overwhelmingly like, oh. I don't think it's overwhelmingly anything. I'm saying that the connection is there <laughs> and exists. I think that you can read it that way. Yes, easily. <laughs> okay i'm just saying that like also i know that sometimes i can be uh what's the word i'm looking for obstinate a dumbass um oblivious mm -hmm. oblivious i think is um and so like yeah i may i don't know that mm -hmm. uh it is like unquestionably mm -hmm. this is a new tenor reference I don't even know if it's a reference. I think it's in the air, right? Because, again, we've heard that Nasu has said that Fate's Day Night is him working through a Tenna Thoughts. It does make sense to me that person makes a sword and then shares that sword with another person to wield to fight someone. It doesn't have anything to do with Utena. It's such a different vibe, is my I thing. I don't think it's that. What it reads to me is Nasu being like, and again, not even consciously. What it reads to me is like Nasu being like, what if Anthe could have more agency in how the sword is used, in how in fight alongside Utena, right? But the second part of it is, but also what if Anthe was a boy? <laughs> and it kind of spoils it by making it feel like rather than two girls fighting together, it turns it into a... Yeah, but, like, he's a guy, and he can fight, too. And, like, yeah, of course he can. He's a guy in, like, a battle shonen style thing. Of course he can fight, too. And at that point, I think we're, like, we're no longer in the realm of Utena. Yeah, but it has a sim it has inflections that are Utena-ish. And that's, the that's what I don't like about this scene. <laughs> this is the thing, is, like, on its surface, there are maybe parts that you can map to Utena, but thematically, it feels completely divorced from Utena. I'm I don't know what people think I'm saying. 
<laughs> I am saying that it shares some elements. Not that this is a scene-for-scene scene recreation for some of something that happens in Utana. No, but I, I'm I, saying it can be more than one thing at once. Yeah. I think that Nasu has picked up some like aesthetic things from Utana and put it into this scene. And I look at it and I go, oh, yeah, I recognize parts of this from Utana. I don't think it's particularly well done here or interesting. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and my side, not at all connecting to it to Utana, I'm like, oh yeah, this is sick. <laughs> I don't like Shiro being vindicated in his constant pushing and saying that he can fight alongside Saber as equals. This is, this is my problem with this route, is that Shiro has been like bullying her constantly about her femininity and about how he's a man and he can stand alongside her and all this stuff and this is like the the real like actually he is her equal like shit and i just i don't like it he's a dude of course of course he's going to be the one to do he's the main character dude of course he's going to get a hand on the sword doing the killing move yeah which is like after saber gets her ass worked and he needs to save her this is just disappointing to me (laughs) throw out all of the Utena shit I don't like it when Shiro is Saber's equal in combat I I don't think that he is her equal in combat like he is in this scene he is fundamentally and he succeeds he gives her a sword to wield he needs to have a fucking hand on it though you know what I mean it's like I think that if they just let if they let him take a slightly more backseat role here, it wouldn't read so much try hard to me. Because it reads to me like, oh, but he's the protagonist and you need to feel more special than providing support since you're supposed to be reading him as you. I think he does need to feel more special than providing support. But Which also, I also don't like about him. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think, yeah. Um, there's also, like, she is... I would say at this point, mm-hmm. she's quite literally wielding Shiro. Uh huh. Like that's the bit is that he is her sword that she wields. It's just, I don't like the framing of it. Yeah, that's fair. And like, again, it's this thing of like all this time, everyone's like, no, like, j- dude, you just have to accept that you can't do everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I can fight equal beside. I can stand beside Saber in a fight against a monster that well, I. And so what I'm saying yeah. is he can't. He can be her sword. He's literally beside her, holding the sword with her. I just I think that you're right. But I think the framing is a little flawed on it because since he is the protagonist of this story, they want him to look like he's doing more. Yeah. And right? I just don't read it as as vindicating as you do. Vindicating for Shiro? Yeah. It's very vindicating for Shiro, I think. I just don't... There's so much stuff happening here that I just don't like. I don't like this route so far. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. It's tough, because I like Saber a lot, but, like... It feels like Shiro has been kind of, like, sexist to her, and is right. Like... She's like, oh, I'm not a woman. I'm not a girl. Don't treat me like one. Don't treat me like less. Don't treat me like I'm a housewife. You know what I mean? But, you know, she actually does like being treated as a girl and does like being treated as less a little bit. You know what I mean? She is very traditional. She is very homemaker-y. You know what I mean? 
And Shiro is vindicated in treating her differently than the ways that she says she wants to be treated. Because she responds well to it every time. And it's like, that could be interesting, you know? The, the A bit of a girl who's been forced into a supposed masculine role for so long, finally getting to be a girl. But, like, Nasu's written so many of these, like, girls who act tough and really want to be, like, the wife. You know what I mean? It's just, I want it to be more complicated than it com- is coming out to be. Um, And, like, yeah. I would like to save route-wide discussions for the end. Because, like, we can't talk about the route yet. Uh-huh. It's not over. Yeah. It's like getting... Halfway, I hope I, hope like, I turn around on it a little. It feels like sometimes the way you talk about stuff is, like, you got halfway through a book and you're like, all these plot threads are just left dangling. This sucks. And it's like, well, yeah, because you haven't finished yet. This is where I'm at now. I'm totally yeah, down yeah. to have a change, right? Yeah. I... Yes, I think so it is far. Like, uh, the thing that I'm lacking here is just saying so far, I guess. Yeah, I think it is also like endings are very important for me. Yeah. Um, but also like I don't think it is. I think you can write scenes that are meant to be reevaluated later. Yeah. And, and maybe I'll be higher on the scene later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the, think about... the way you talk sometimes is very much in like I am correct. And uh-huh. here is my read. And that is the correct read. And I never mean to say that my read is the correct read. I know. What I what I get what frustrates me is someone saying, No, your read is wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to say that. There's a billion reads for this scene. Yeah. Like yeah. there's so many like potential meanings that I'm missing from this just from not having so many different contexts. You know uh-huh. what I mean? The only yeah. time I get really frustrated about something is when someone says, No, 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 you're wrong. That didn't happen. It did, or the thing that happened that looks like this to you can't be right, mm-hmm. actually, because of something you haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And it's like your first read on this scene is a perfectly valid read. Yeah. Because, and again, most people play this game, or a lot of people who play this game will play the saber route and not anything else. I can't believe that that's... That would... It's a long fucking game. Lots of people who play visual novels play one route. They sold it as a separate package. Yeah, after the fact. Yeah, I'm just saying, um, like, it's totally possible for this to be the only Fate Stay Night you read. I don't think Fate Stay Night would be nearly as big if most people just read Fate. I think that it's a lot better with the other stuff, right? But I think that you have to take into account that it could be the only thing that someone reads. I think it could absolutely it, mm-hmm. it absolutely could be the only thing that someone mm-hmm. reads. Um, I think my thing is, is like, there are, there are, uh, like Otome, Otome games that are sold as, hey, pick your favorite boy and do his, or like pick the couple of boys that, mm-hmm. whose routes you want to do. And those are the ones that you're going to, you're going to do. Uh huh. And then that's it. And like, and then there are visual novels where it's like, no, you're meant to play the entirety of this. I bet you more people played near a like ending a and didn't touch the rest of it than you think yeah for uh-huh. sure i think i know because i'm one of those people i didn't go back to near automaton until way later to actually Wild. do the other endings uh-huh i am a person who approaches visual novels and reads the first route and then maybe we'll go back for the other ones so i know those people exist because i'm one of them yeah i think this is also like hey 
20 years ago visual novels were way less plentiful and uh-huh like, the the context is very different yeah that released in. and it's hard for us to know we we can't go back and understand that context fully. 18 years ago uh-huh. yeah we were we were little babies back then i'm ready to have my opinion changed by this route and by the whole game i don't know that you're going to it's i just... like to say things like i'm sure of them but I change my mind all the time. Think about my journey with Shiki. I ended up liking Shiki. Yeah. You know how much I fucking hated him in the Arcoid route? I don't... I just want to say, I don't know that you're going to get to the end of this route and go like, oh, yeah, Shiro Saber is the best relationship and like... That's... Uh, I really like Shiro now. very unlikely. It, um, nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they would have to be doing more work to sell me on their relationship at least. Yeah to get me there you know what i mean because uh-huh. even if i didn't like shiki uh in the arcweed route i really liked arcweed and shiki you know what i mean i really liked arcweed mm-hmm. contentious scene for certain um i probably would be less hard on shiro here if i wasn't reading if i wasn't watching utena along with this and just like thinking back to the episode where uh, Toga, the student council president, nagged uh, Utena into becoming more feminine. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And like seeing Shiro do that to um, Saber, but positive and loving. I don't force feming Saber. I okay. It's not what do like you I said. Mean I, by like I said, it's because of proximity that I'm extra reading that right. Yeah, I just don't get the part where she's becoming more feminine. That's the bit, is like, he keeps telling her it's okay to be feminine, okay to be seen as a girl, and she keeps saying, no, I'm not, and uh, I I don't feel that way. But also, she looks like a girl. Like You know what I mean? This goes back to the thing of, like, visually, and the way that she acts does not match up with the way she describes herself. Yeah, but she hasn't like really changed how she describes herself Mm -hmm. she uh, no but she is like shiro keeps saying things like accept that you're a girl (laughs) and that you need help you know what i mean i think he's mostly gotten over that i think he says something like very recently or soon okay that like just every time i'm like oh i think he's gotten over a little bit he says something fucking else Uh and i'm like dude you know what i mean uh-huh so anyway i'm very hard on shiro i think he deserves it a little bit because everything's going shiro right now yeah uh oh uh this is the wildest shit i'm so glad that you're editing this episode ben what do you mean oh you don't want this is a this. nightmare to like yeah this is gonna be a nightmare to make sound good Heracles fucking just talks like a dude for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> this is the funniest. Like, yeah, yeah, he's dying. The, like, berserker spell's wearing off. He just, like, is, like, a normal guy for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have never heard berserker just talk before. This, I was totally thrown by this. Let's see. They talk about the sword. Uh, he says that the Caliburn hit him hard enough to kill him seven times at once. That's very funny. Not enough to even kill him all the way, though, still. Damn. There's a lot of guy in that guy. You know? Yeah. You got to uh-huh. chunk through a lot of health. I hate that on hard mode, they just added a bunch more health bars to the <laughs> um, um, 
Shiro falls over, and he's like, don't worry, Saber, the, I got that healing thing. Don't even worry about it. I'm fine. Uh, Elia wanders over to where Berserker is, and then collapses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rin stands up, and is like, <laughs> that Shiro sucked. also stops Saber from killing Elia. Oh, that's true. That's also tried. Don't, don't know why. Oh, right. I did write that down. I just missed that while skimming. They all lived through the night. Even Ilya. Just not Archer or Berserker. Mm-hmm. But the, the rest of the main crew did. February 12th. It's day 12, interval level 4. I think Ben has the wrong date written down here. Do I have I not changed it? Yeah, you said 211. Um the thing is is that we skipped a day. Uh and that day was the day that Shira was imprisoned basically. Yeah, next day is 213. Oh, right. Wait. Of course, cuz it's always a day ahead of where it is, isn't it? It was until this point because we lost a day. Oh, oh, so it's it is two twelve twelve. It is February twelfth, day oh. twelve. Fascinating. Okay, this is the thing about tying your section titles to day titles. Yeah, you know what I mean. Speaking of day titles, interval level four is a bad day title. Yeah, what does that even mean? Is this, are these all, did Nasu write all of these? Yeah. Okay. Because Tsukihime was, they were written in English, or in Japanese, and then they were going to be translated to, Eng- or they were going to have an English subtitle, yeah. basically. Yeah. So this is like, we only got the English subtitle, which to Nasu sounds cooler because uh, another per- another language is inherently cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That explains a lot about why these are so poor. Yeah. <laughs> like. Uh-huh. To me, this is boring. Mm-hmm. Shiro gets more saber memories uh, about her winning a massive battle, walking back home on a mountain of corpses. Mm-hmm. Great. That stuff's good. Um, okay. This is something that I like about the saber gender stuff. Mm-hmm. This is something that it kind of tur- doesn't totally turn around for me, but I think this is an interesting bit. Saber, who I've complained about how on earth is she pretending to be a boy when she is wears like a ba- a literal battle dress and wears a ribbon and like is obviously a girl in every possible way and like walks around in a ca- in casual clothes that are like cute little dresses you know what i mean uh-huh. and there's a fascinating bit where they're like oh but also she is an unstoppable ageless killing machine with the protection of the fairies you know uh-huh. what i mean a king can't be a girl Therefore, the fact that she is king and can't be stopped proves that she is not a girl. Yeah. This is good. Uh-huh. I like this. Um, I think that it's a little... I don't know. I wish that, I wish that they did more ambiguity with the gender stuff with Saber. I think that it is like, oh yeah, at the time people would just pretend that I was a boy and now I'm, I just get to be a girl, which I was all along. You know what I mean? Well, I wish that she was... I don't understand you saying 
right now yes. as she has been summoned oh yeah she's totally fine with being a girl uh-huh i just don't get that she just acts like a maiden she acts like a starstruck little maiden you know what i mean and she dresses like totally traditionally feminine and even Issei praises her for her traditional femininity and like docility. <laughs> you know what I mean? This yeah. is the stuff I'm talking about. She just, while she doesn't see herself as acting like particularly feminine, everyone else sees her and is like, oh, yes. She is, she completely conforms to like femininity stereo- like stereotypes. That's their issue, <laughs> not hers. Yeah, but like, I wish that she was written in a way that let there be more play there, right? Or was, like, designed in a way that let there be more play. Sure. Because, like, even, like, this is another thing of, like, she describes herself as being, like, muscular and unsightly. Again, another girl thing is she's, like, my unsightly muscular body that isn't feminine enough. She's going to do that in, like, two minutes. Uh, but she's not drawn like that. She's drawn exactly like every other girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. I wish that there was a little more connection between how it was written and how she was dis- like actually displayed. Yeah. If that makes sense. Uh-huh. And again, I think it's fine for Saber to be like this. You know what I mean? It just, I think there could be more fun gender stuff happening with her that just isn't, you know? Yeah. And like more future fate stuff will do more fun stuff with gender. And yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You like Saber a lot, so you don't want anything changed about her, is the thing. That no, we're getting I at like here. her a lot, and I think it's... I it's, wish she for felt me, more it's the... I, she doesn't owe me androgyny, I, is the thing, right? Yeah. But, um... It's just... Con- it. If Nasu was not a straight dude, I would give him more, like, leverage, like, bandwidth on this, right? I would give uh-huh. him more credit. I wonder how much it's nasu and how much it's he's making in a rogue game that's fair but it's the same thing right he's always going to be writing for an audience yeah and like you're always limited by that but like he not i can't read into what the author is saying well this is this is the thing of like we are going to read karano kokiai uh-huh and that this is i know there's interesting gender stuff in there which is why i want saber to be more complicated this is why i say i don't know that it's nasu i think Mm -hmm. it's that he's writing an eroga game yeah but for at this point for a studio that has money and like uh presumably needs to turn a profit on this uh uh uh-huh and like not that is not to excuse him or the writing it is just like i think it's important it is important to keep in mind at the very least, like, okay, but what is the purpose of this character? It's mm-hmm. to be attractive. Uh-huh. And so, like, yeah, he can't, he can't, like, make her go off the deep end in terms of... I just want a little more, you know yeah. what I mean? She's so... Again, I didn't even think of this well, at the time, I think that's but when the you thing... pointed out the bit about Issei praising her for, how, for her docility, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, that stands out to me now, you know what I mean? And I think... This is the thing for me is that like she has never given an inch of like oh yes I'm a girl now. Mm-hmm. She's always maintained like no I'm a knight first and foremost. Mm-hmm. That is that is my gender. I, I am guess, king. but she's doing the like she's doing all of the and again I the audience is being written for she's doing all of the like uh romance girl th- things you know what I mean yeah she's gonna like 
blush and like be afraid of touching his hand now and just all of the like maiden heart stuff i'm so know? glad that we only did two days we're Saber almost was always gonna be really contentious so with the two of us to four hours of recording time jesus though. christ okay we can't talk about Saber anymore let's just talk about the rest of it without even mentioning Saber. that's gonna be a little hard i know because it's all Saber stuff like i was saying i like this bit of people seeing like femininity markers on her and not like push like denying it because the fact that she is king means she can't be a girl that's fun yeah. stuff i like that well i think yeah. yeah oh oh certainly she must have been strong and good at fighting but that doesn't mean she's well suited for it saber should just become a homemaker okay. a housewife yeah. then, you see this is the stuff i'm talking Shiro about sucks. Shiro sucks yes, i agree i'm i think you have some good good points keep fighting me but <laughs> also we need to get moving uh let's see everyone's pretty fucked up uh saber had a bad dream and is near his bed uh-huh say servants can't dream what's up with that she probably was just remembering the same thing that Shiro was and uh-huh. being sad about it. I'm sure that that's it. Uh-huh. That, that's not it, dear listener. Uh-huh. Uh, she's hungry, though, so he's going to make some food for her. Yeah, she's also, grumpy. He wants to go back to doing daily training with her because it's fun. She's a little like, why? This is in a fascinating bit where everyone kind of acts like they've already won the Holy Grail War. Uh-huh. And it's like, damn, bitches, no, you didn't. I mean, they did defeat the scariest servant. That they know of. The thing is, they don't have any intel on anyone but Ku. An assassin, I guess. Ku assassin. Right. We haven't seen Caster. We have Ryder. Oh, wait. Ryder's dead. Ryder's dead. Wait. Caster. Okay. So, Saber, friendly. Archer, dead. dead. Lancer, easy to deal with. He still has an unblockable move that could kill Saber. Apparently, it's not unblocked. It's dodgeable. She think, dodged it the first time that he which used was it. a miracle even greater than the fact of him being able to do it. Was it? Yeah, and it almost and it still fucked her up. And they don't know anything about his master. Okay. I'm just saying they know who he is. You can't count these people out until they're dead. Sure. Okay. And Caster, complete black box who has another servant. Caster, Ryder dead, assassin weak. Assassin Berserker dead. Assassin can't be defeated by normal means, she says in the scene. And is working with Caster, who is who knows what she's up to. Yeah. So I'm just saying, it's not like they've won yet. I'm just saying there are okay, there are three servants left. Enemies. Yes. They know about two of them. Mm-hmm. One of them's like a black box, but Saber's good against Caster, because Saber's magic resistance is wild. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. They like, don't until you know what their noble phantasm is. Even they don't know casters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rin is more cocky than Saber is about this. Rin mm-hmm. is just like, yeah, no, we won already. It's not really a big deal. Ben, I guess you can't call it morning now that it's past nine. Is one of the wildest <laughs> sentences that I've ever read. And what is that? I have no idea. I I checked to I checked the Japanese because I was like. What are you talking about? And nope, it it's still morning. Who it's like that? Shiro. Shiro. That makes sense for Shiro. What do you call the point between nine and noon then? 
I don't know. I don't think he thinks about these things that hard. It's just, it's just, Shiro to me is basically like a farmer. You know what I mean? It sounds like something a farmer would say. Mm-hmm. Um, Rin figured out Saber's identity. Uh, uh, not that secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we get a bit about the Battle of Kamlan. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, what's the Battle of Kamlan? Uh, the point at which King Arthur fought until all of Britain's enemies were defeated. Oh, right. It's the point at which uh, he was betrayed from within. Yeah. There's an interesting bit of like, she strove to be the ideal king yeah. without feelings. Mm-hmm. And everyone eventually was like, it's a little weird that King Arthur can't understand human emotion. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of like drifted away from her. And then a bunch of her knights rebelled. Yeah. And tried to kill her. Mm-hmm. She killed the enemy leader, which uh, was Mordred. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not mentioned here, but we'll get to Mordred. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was fatally wounded in the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gives Excalibur to Sir Bedivere, her only surviving loyal knight. Mm-hmm. Only surviving knight. She killed the disloyal ones. Mm-hmm. Tells him to return it to the lake. He goes, can't do it. Brings it back. She tells him to do it again. He does that act again. The third time, he returns the sword to the lake, and he comes back. And when she confirms the sword is gone, she dies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that's a fun story. I'm curious about how the death of Arthur, like, matches up with this. I think the the bones of that are the same, right? Yeah. Probably. It's interesting because it's not, like, I love this King Arthur, and we're going to get more... um, like insight into why she was betrayed and mm-hmm. like kind of why knights grew to hate her mm-hmm. um i think lamor to arthur is like oh mordred and Gwen and them like have reason to hate arthur because of like yeah there are other reasons that aren't just like oh you weren't chivalrous yeah in uh-huh. way. uh let's see Everyone yells at Shiro for bringing Ilya home with him. Yep. They want to drop her to get dropped off at Kotamine's for daycare. Um, Shiro's like, I don't trust Kotamine. And Saber's like, dude, at least you got to get rid of those command spells. She has so fucking many of them. Mm-hmm. They can't do anything unless she has a servant. But if she gets a new servant, she's going to be really dangerous again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ilya shows up and tells him to stop being pansies. <laughs> um, I do like the bit of Shiro being like... Rin's like, hey, she's killed people. She's dangerous. She might. We have to deal with her. And Shiro's like, I'm not falling for the cycle of violence shit. I think we can like work with her. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And she, you can apparently. Uh, I love that Rin gets a unique sprite for drinking milk in this scene. Yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ilya's just acting like the Ilya we've seen in Ilya Park. Yeah. She's like having a fun time. She's playing with Shiro. She's jealous of Saber. This is a really cute scene. Yeah. Saber's jealous of Ilya. Ilya's jealous of Saber. (laughs) Ilya, like, grabs onto Shiro's throat, like, hugs him Uh behind, and Saber goes to peel her off, and she runs around Shiro, Uh still squeezing so that he's being strangled to death as the two, like, (laughs) merry-go-round around him. Uh Uh-huh. Um... There's a- there's a sprite of silent Saber with an anger mark. Yes, I love that sprite. (laughs) Um... Let's see. We get a choice to protect Ilya ourselves or to hand her over to the church. What does give her to the church do? I didn't um, pick it. 
Do you actually okay. do it? No. No. Um, it, you... it, it skips to Rin being like, it might be tactical for us to keep her. Let's see. No, it's... Um, Ilya, like, breaks down, crying. Oh. Uh, and Shiro's More like... More than I was expecting. You know, my dad did always say to protect women. <laughs> um, If I remember correctly, that's basically, yeah. like... But yeah, we get to the same point of like, uh, if you say protect Ilya, Ilya's happy, and Ren and Saber are like, I don't know if that's such a good idea. Uh-huh. And then Ren's like, actually, there's something I've been wondering about. It might be best if we kept her here. There's a, a good bit of um, Ren being like, she still has command spells. She can contract with more servants. We get the thing that where like you can contract as many servants as there are. Yeah. Uh, it's just drain it. you can provide less energy to each of them because yeah. you're splitting your resources. She's like, yeah, yeah, Il- Ilya could become a threat again in the drop of a hat. And Ilya's like, yeah, that's right. And that's why you need to get rid of Rin because <laughs> she also has command spells still. Uh-huh. Ilya has, is now totally dedicated to Shiro's victory, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, although if Shiro happens to die, she'll take Saber and win in his memory. Yep. Shiro uh Saber is not happy about this. Uh but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna give it a shot. Use Ilya's bait, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh we get the dojo, another dojo scene. Ilya throws a fit because Shiro's not playing with her. Uh Saber is being especially soft and gentle on Shiro, and she can't she's afraid to touch him. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um uh, this is this is fourteen year old girl with crush behavior. Yeah, this is this is anyone with a crush behavior. It's. I don't think it's limited to fourteen year old. I don't girls. think so, but I think that it uh, it it is traditionally how feminine characters act in like romance stuff. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not saying that it, that it is not a like. It's oh, feminine look behavior. Quote, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Saber wants to have lunch right on time. She's a little early today. We get a choice to have lunch now. To ask her why she wants to have lunch instead of waiting, and uh, say that we're gonna fast. Um. So fasting is, is a very is a very funny scene. You think it goes on a little too long? I think I it goes on a little that, too yeah. long. Um, Generally, it's good though. Saber like freaks the fuck out about this. There are uh, repeatedly Ilya and Saber black and white sprites. Yeah, every time as he's they're like, like, they're like not going to eat. Yeah, they're like sh- so shocked that he would say that they're not going to eat that they turn black and white. Um, Saber uh, is like fine if we're training we're training and she beats him to a pulp uh you get a fake out tiger dojo fake tiger dojo um this is really the bit that like that i think it's mainly the tiger dojo goes on a little uh-huh. too long um it is funny but i wish it was like two or three lines rather yeah. than like a minute uh-huh. um and then and then when fi- shiro finally wakes up he's like oh actually it is it's lunchtime now uh-huh <laughs> um uh, the the scene title for that one is Brave Leader Hungry Heart. <laughs> uh, both of the other scenes are basically Saber is girlishly embarrassed about her tummy rumbling 
uh-huh. which she never was before. It's because she's interested in Shiro yeah. that she's bothered by it now. Yeah. That she sees him in a romantic light. Uh-huh. Uh, so sh- she's worried her tummy's going to rumble, and that's why she needs to get food as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one of them, Shiro, is also a she doesn't want to keep training because because she doesn't want to touch him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We get lunch. Ilya is a messy eater. Saber wipes, like, takes a napkin uh, and wipes her face. It's very cute. One of the best CGs in the game. Uh-huh. Yeah, she, see, Saber doesn't realize what she's doing, but compliments Ilya's hair, and it's like, it would be a shame for you to get, like, food in your hair, you know what I mean? Because so, your hair is so pretty. And even Ilya is, like, partially won over by this. Uh, after lunch, it's time for magic stuff. Uh, Rin is very suspicious that... She thinks that Shiro should have lost an arm or two from summoning Caliburn. Yeah. She's like, you use some wild magic that's way over your limits. Um, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's a fun, like, oh, I like magic systems like this mm-hmm. that are like, yes, you have limits. Mm-hmm. Those are the limits beyond which you start destroying your body. Or, like, like incurring costs higher than mm-hmm. um or yeah incurring costs that you have to pay somehow it's like the uh adrenaline gives you uh can give you like extra strength yeah. beyond what your normal strength is uh-huh. but you might destroy your muscles in the process right even if it is a like Which is a true thing you know even if um it is a like battle shonen trope of like oh and then they surpass their limits yeah, uh-huh. and are able to get through this it is fun to occasionally be like Ah, yes. And then, uh, you know, I sacrificed some part of myself to to do this thing. Um, The ring calls Shiro a faker. Yeah, uh uh-huh, capital F. Um, Which uses the kanji for duplicate, manufacturer, and person. Mm -hmm. Which is like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a person who who creates projections. Yeah. She says Uh, that she's never heard of anyone being able to duplicate a noble phantasm. Yeah. Um, there, there's a, we're going to run into Faker in the future, in presumably Strange Fake. Uh, uh uh-huh. We're Uh also going to run into Faker in a different context that is unrelated. But it is, yes, it is, it uses completely different kanji. The, the, like, reading, quote-unquote reading is the same. Mm -hmm. It's also called Faker, but it's completely different context. Right, this is in, uh, Case Files. Or Case Files, rather. Right, yeah. Strange fake sounds like it could have a faker. I always, yep, mm -hmm. I get confused every time, because I'm like, isn't it in Strange Fake? And Mm -hmm. no, it's in Case Files. Rin gets pissed at him when he says projection's easier than strengthening. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. She's like, what are you talking about? Uh, let's see... We get attributes. Attributes, Ben? Tell me about the attributes, fan. You're so excited. Every mage has a, like, specialty in uh, an attribute. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, an easy one might be, like, you know, fire, ice, wind, earth. Yeah, the, the ones she um, lists as typical are earth, water, fire, wind, heaven, wood, and metal. Yeah. So, like, you know, normal attributes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you... You might tend to, if you were fire, I think you might tend to be more powerful casting stuff using fire mm-hmm. and like maybe less using, uh, or especially less using like water or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Shira's attribute is swords. 
this is that's deeply funny. The other funny thing is that like he asks Rin what hers is, and I was hers is okay. What did you what did you I was think like, hers was gems, jewels, jewel. Yeah, of course it's jewels. No, it's the five elements. <laughs> Which five? She gave eight. Just all of them. Uh it is. These are. It's so funny. I will never get over Shiro's attribute being sword. <laughs> it's very it's funny. The funniest thing in the world. Cause she, yeah, because she starts with uh, yeah, it's like elements basically. Yeah. Yours is like a sword, which is one of the basic elements. Yeah. I think the thing with Rin is that gems are her family thing. Yeah. And that like her, the specifically yeah, she is good at using. She she's particularly attuned to all elements mm -hmm. rather than just like. Being able to put her magic into gems, but then like not my guess, use it very well. My specific elemental guess for Rin was wind. Mm. She just feels like a wind girl to me. Mm -hmm. She's used what wind, ice, and light, which I assume is heaven. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, she gives him some magic painkillers, tells him to never do that again. Right, and this is the, this is the thing is like. Hey, uh, if you ever project something as as magically dense as Caliburn again, you could just die. Uh huh. <laughs> this is this is the like Shiro's like ah yes, mages carry death with them always because every time they cast magic, they have to insert a magic circuit into themselves uh -huh. and like, and Rin's like no you dumbass like four days ago or whatever yeah. it's like no you dumbass you have a switch that you turn on yeah. Normally yeah, we still do, we still this. do carry death with us every every moment because every time you cast a spell, you could just like just typically we have more options than you, loser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get some choices. Uh, so this is another case of like, what the fuck am I even asking here? Mm -hmm. So we get the choice to ask her about projection, ask her question number one, or silence. Yeah. Uh, silence is just a skip. Yep. Uh, question number one is he asks how she um didn't die to berserker crushing her. oh right yeah which is uh -huh. where he he's like do you do crunches or something like how do you get your abs <laughs> that strong and she's infuriated at the concept that she might have abs um no she had a gem stuck to her tummy i was earlier on i was like okay she used three ice gems mm -hmm. and then blew four more at his face. Where's the last? Oh, right. It's on her Tum -tum. tummy. Yeah. Um, she says some. She's pretty bitter about the ten years that she spent gathering that energy, not really amounting to much. But she says mm. next time she'll have a gem strong enough to win the war all on its own. <laughs> this like projected into my mind the idea of fifty years from now, like Rin at sixty-seven with like all of that magical accumulated magical knowledge and power. Mm. Like, going back into the Grail War. She did need just five times as many gems. Uh-huh. 50 years, give her that much. Yeah. Jaded old Rin wins a Holy Grail War would be sick. Someone write this fic. Uh-huh. Or send it to us if it exists. Anyway. Ask about projection magic. Projection magic is the big thing. Here. This is the most interesting one. Yeah. Um, This is where we get the like more detail on. When you make a projection, you're mm -hmm. making... You can break the rules of how reality works because you're making an illusion. Mm -hmm. But projection lets you make that illusion real. Mm -hmm. So you can violate the rules of how reality works. So this you can make something dangerous to the world. This sounds an awful lot like reality marbles. Yes, this is kind of how reality wor marbles work. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. And then the world will see this and be like, hey, cut that the fuck out and try to destroy the thing. Yeah. Which is why it disappears quickly. It's like you might think that or there's a version of this that is like, oh, yeah, projections need to be maintained mm-hmm. because otherwise they'll lose their form uh-huh. and just dissipate. But, but it is there's a force. Actively. It is the world itself destroying them actively. <laughs> yeah, it's the world trying to keep things in order the same way that for CL, it was keeping her alive. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh. But it is operating as intended this time, as opposed to CL, which is like an accounting error, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, this is really fun because it's like, oh, usually projections are useful for like pattern magic (laughs) um uh usually projections are useful for uh like oh i need this this rare thing that probably no longer exists in the world Mm -hmm. for this ritual and Uh then as soon as i finish the ritual i no longer need this thing yeah and it's like a relatively small thing but it's it just probably no longer exists but this ritual only works with that and so i will project a thing for the duration of this ritual and then when it's over it's over Mm -hmm. um yeah which is like a fun yeah oh we haven't seen much magic that like requires catalysts like Uh that uh could you fake a catalyst for a specific servant that is an excellent question i think i think the answer probably is shiro could but not many people could shiro could and it might kill him (laughs) yeah um or you i wonder if you end up with a fake servant Oh, that would be so fun. Um, yeah, I love this idea of the world itself basically having an immune system that's yeah. acting uh-huh. against mages constantly. Uh-huh. It you know rolls. I mean? It's very cool. It's very cool. Well, I, I think it is it is fine with equivalent Most things, yes. Uh-huh. It's fine with like, oh, yeah, you teleported this thing from halfway across the world to here. Yeah. That's like not... That's fine. It doesn't, you it doesn't violate reality enough. You could have done to... that by shipping it by a plane. You just yeah. did it faster. It's fine. Uh-huh. You did it faster and probably spent more energy doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but things that no longer exist? No. Mm-hmm. Those can't... You can't just make those. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a fun one because it's like, oh, it did once exist. Uh-huh. And we kept track of it and now it's gone and we know that the thing that you made is fake. Uh-huh. Uh, Rin finishes his check his checkup, and she's like, "I can't teach you anything else. You can't learn normal magic. Not uh-huh. not this fast. Like, go to school after the war is over if you want to learn more, uh, or he can at least try." Uh, Rin's like, "Our pact is over." Uh, but this is just like saving face. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For a minute, I thought she might go rogue and like try and get another servant, but what she's actually saying here is like. Well, I want to, I'm not giving up on the wars, but I want to fight Caster and all that stuff. So actually, I'm going to still live here and help you. And you know what I mean? Yeah. She's just, yeah, saving faith. Can I say 100% that she wouldn't nab a servant if she had the opportunity and try and win? No, I think she might. If Saber came to her if and was like. If she died, she would be the first one to jump on Saber. Yeah. Ilya would also. Ilya would try, but. One. Uh. Saber would. Saber would pick Rin between the two yeah, of them. Yeah, probably. Mm. You're you're sold on this eerie idea. Saber has those memories. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. We'll get why in a second. In a second. I mean, not in a second, but like in this route, I think. In this route? Okay, okay. I kind of figured that would be later. Um, it might not be in this route, but like this is the saber route. It's true. Um, 
Uh, let's see. I I think it, it's the it's the thing of like if Saber came to Rin and was like, "Hey, do you want to be my master?" Sure, kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rin would be like, "Yes, of yeah, course." Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> In a second. <laughs> uh, food report. Shiro's making stew. Oh. We don't hear anything else about it. Shiro made what? He made. We didn't say he made um. Uh, oh, hamburger, made hamburger steak for mm-hmm. for breakfast, and then bentos, yeah, and then bentos. Right. Ketchup food report. Ketchup food report. Well, uh, no, no ketchup. Ketchup. Catch. Catch up. Yes. Not ketchup. No, no ketchup. Um. Let's see. Shira walks in on Saber naked in the bath again. We get the full nip. So this scene is in both Rialto Nua and. Do you just not see the CJ? Uh, you see the CG. Um, the censored version of the scene removes Saber's nipples and makes her boobs smaller. Ha! That's very funny. Uh, and this is another scene where it's like, Saber describes herself as muscular. Yes. And I'm like, we were robbed. (laughs) Robbed, yes. Give me, like, yeah, give me, uh, exactly the same Saber, except that she has giant arms. And it's just like... definition at all. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. See, this is... I want her to have muscle definition and not be embarrassed about it because she thinks she's a gro- like a gross, disgusting girl. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what that's what I want from Saber. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh he stares at her for a good like 30 minutes here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Feels like forever. Especially uh-huh. even after she's like, hey, can you leave? <laughs> I'm feeling uncomfortable. And he's like, huh? I'm I can't I can't hear you over how heavy my breathing is. Over the wolf whistle I'm doing. (sighs) Later on, everyone's getting on a little better with Ilya. Uh, Shiro's like, it's weird to go just be back to normal. Mm -hmm. Uh, So because he's uneasy, he goes to the practice shed. And he's going to use more projection magic. Because Rin's like, (sighs) it doesn't matter how good you are at it. You will die from it if you keep doing it. And he's like, no, I just need to master it. Uh-huh. And then it will work out for me because everything works out for me, even though people tell me I'll die. Mm-hmm. Uh, before he can kill himself in the shed, proving a very important point, <laughs> Saber interrupts him. Uh, they talk about dreams. Saber saw the fire. She saw his memories. That's what she was so upset about. Yeah. It's a really fun... Um, Shiro wakes up from what would be an upsetting memory for for Saber. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, they shared a dream. And then uh, we get that, no, actually, they saw each other's pasts. Uh-huh. She saw something upsetting to him. Yeah. And she's like, I think I understand you a little better now after seeing that. Mm-hmm. We get the CG of the fire, but for a second... I caught it. I caught this. It flickers, and there's some something wild in that background there, Fen. Yeah, like a weird. It almost looks like the the Tower of Sauron. Yeah, a little bit. It's like this, bi- but like thicker, two C's thick. Uh huh. It's like this big shape in the distance with like spikes on top and like a purplish black orb being held between the spikes. Uh huh. Spooky, spooky looking. Yeah. It looks like something you see on like an alien planet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's see. She says something about how she understands now that they're both very similar people. And she's like, you need to stop doing the things that you're doing. You need to take stock on what you're doing or you're going to end up like me. Uh-huh. And ending up like me is not a good thing. I think, yeah, in some way, I think she also wishes like 
She's like, and also, you're a dumbass. <laughs> and, like, I, I she, wish you were more like me in terms of actually taking actions to make your dreams come true. <laughs> I guess it's fair, but she also, she considers herself a failure. Which is why she's here in the first place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants a second chance at something. She feels like she fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And he, Shiro, just the most brilliant little guy in the world, is like, I want to be a superhero again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But, she, but yeah. I don't need the grail for that. Yes, this is also... She she tries to be like, hey, that fire was not your fault. Stop trying to pay it back. Like, the people who died there had nothing to do with you. This is not your your burden to bear. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And uh, she's she's frustrated because she's realized that it's not even like he's trying to sacrifice his life to save someone. It's that he just doesn't think about dying at all. Yeah. He, has, he doesn't care at all if he dies. It's not a, I want to go, I want to, like, go spend my life and save someone mm-hmm. in return. It's a, uh, I'm going to become a superhero mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to save everyone. Mm-hmm. And if I die, I die. Yeah. It's like he won't even get satisfaction in death uh-huh. <laughs> the way that he's set up. Yeah. You know what I mean? He keeps, he dodges her point. He tries to like not think about these things. She's frustrated and is like, well, we both need to get the grail to make our wishes come true, right? She goes to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he does this thing where he's like, I don't need the grail. Being a superhero is a totally achievable dream. Yeah. Um, which he, is, he said it, it. his dreams are all possible or else he wouldn't dream them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is like. What does he think Kiritsugo did? <laughs> you know what uh-huh. I mean? It's like, Kiritsugo, from what I've seen, has suggested in no way that he did anything more than save one kid one time. Yeah, I think, well, Kiritsugu said he wanted to be a superhero when he was young. But, um, and so, yeah, Shiro is, is like, oh, okay, he wanted to be a superhero and wasn't able to, so I will. God, it's so, Shiro, Shiro. Which is like, yeah, what Shiro doesn't understand is that, like, saving him was really the one time that... The only good thing Kiritsugu ever did? Yeah. I don't know if it's the only good thing, no. but I'm glad we didn't cram another day in there. But I think we would have just stopped those conversations we had if we knew we had another day. Uh huh. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, I I think that that was we had a lot to talk about with respect to Saber, like way more than I was expecting, and so I'm glad that we only did those two days. Despite the things I'm not happy with, this is still the highest I've been on the fate route. It's I'm having is, a lot more fun with it. Like the beginning of day eleven is where I fell in love with the fate route, uh-huh. and I was like, "Oh, Saber rules!" <laughs> I liked the the stuff with Ryder, and I like all of the flashback stuff. Yeah, Saber. no, I, I don't want to. I don't want to say that it's like like Ryder was like, "Oh, yeah, this is like cool. fun, yeah. cool." And then uh, getting getting the deal on Saber of like, Excellent. "Oh, yeah, I love he's a sad knight." Perfect. Uh huh. <laughs> um. What are we We're doing next time? Part of the Abnormal Mapping Network. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Um, are we covering the rest of it besides epilogue? Can we do that? Is that allowed? I, my guess is 
We're going to try to do 13, 14, 15. Day 14 only has one choice. I think that... I think that those are longish days, uh-huh. but I think a lot of fifteen, especially, is fight scenes. Okay. Um, fight scenes are easy to abridge. Yeah. Um. So I think we're gonna try that. It might end up being thirteen, fourteen. Jeez. Uh, I bet we'll get through all three. It might just be a long episode. Um. I will. Yeah. I'll try and be conscious of. We can't have as many because we'll have to save most of the like philosophical debates yeah. or the final episode with the epilogue uh-huh uh and then after that yeah we'll do epilogue um kate i think will join us again yep um uh barring anything yeah unexpected happening uh, um we'll have a guest for the epilogue we're on the abnormal mapping network go yes, listen to other cool shows on the abnormal mapping network yes um go back them on patreon all of you out there oh right i wanted to say at the top i know yeah. that we have new new listeners listening for the fate route or uh us listening to fate who haven't gone back and listened to like the first year of our show uh-huh that's uh fair. if that's you i'd highly recommend the clearly effect spoiler cast oh uh, yeah that's just like it's still my probably the my favorite episode that we've done so mm-hmm. far and so i just wanted to say that's that's a good one if you mm-hmm. wanted to if you're like, oh, I like Vocaloid music and also Ben and Fen talking about games, that's like a... If you like fake Vocaloid music sung by a real person pretending to be a Vocaloid. Yeah. <laughs> what else do we say in this outro? Fen, where can people find you on the internet? Right. That's the bit, is I say, what else do we say? And then you say, like, oh, right, where can people find you? Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me at fennec.moe, F-E-N-I-C dot M-O-E, or I guess i'm fennec underscore fox on twitter uh-huh um you can find us at uh moonarchive.art i'll bring you to the the show page on the abnormal mapping site um you can find us in the abnormal mapping discord we hang out yeah we hang out mostly in the visual novels channel yeah mm-hmm. um soon you'll be able to find us on patreon stay tuned for that Ooh, shush shush mostly find, what it's are, mostly going to be a tip jar yeah but um there well, will be stuff there we'll have a thing we'll yeah have a thing um don't know can... if anyone will be into the thing but i, I don't think, even know if i'm into the thing but i think it'll be enjoyable i don't know that it's going to be good uh-huh i hope yeah anyway where can people find you ben wait wait, wait. our twitter oh crying rules on twitter at crying rules at crying rules mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ben Ends. You can find uh, my, it used to be a not safe for work writing account. Now I'm mostly using it for talking about my development on my visual novel that's going to come out in 30 years, Reckless Sympathy. <laughs> it's going to be a horror thing. It's going to be cool. Yeah, do we have anything else to talk about? Um, I don't think so. Oh, I would love to... Oh, I love looking at Wada Arco's artwork. I can't wait till we get to Wada Arco Servants. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at this Nero going like, damn, I like Nero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this other Nero who's doing like like a heart. The heart. This is so... This is new to me. The weird heart that, that like... I've seen this a few times since seeing Marin do it in... um. Dress up, darling. 
Oh. She does it really prominently huh. in the opening as she dances oh. with her fingers like that. So it's like it's instead of how do you how do you usually do a heart? You do a heart with your first finger and okay, your yeah. thumbs. Yeah. Normally. Instead of doing a heart with your thumbs and your um pointer finger. Uh-huh. You do pointer finger and index or and middle finger. Middle finger, yeah. Um the middle fingers form the top of the heart uh-huh. and the the pointer fingers form Oh wait, no. Nero's doing it the other way. Yeah. Nero's doing middle fingers bottom uh-huh. uh index fingers top. The important point part is which two fingers you're doing it with, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I've not seen I've never seen that before Dress Up Darling. Mm-hmm. I I'm not to, not to claim Dress Up Darling invented it. Uh it's just funny that I'm seeing it now. Yeah. Um uh one day let's meet. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, one more thing. Fen, if someone wanted to leave a five-star review of us on a podcast catcher of choice, what could they say? Um they could say Sabra's my wife. <laughs> You uh, heard it here, folks. Do, leave us a five-star review and say, Saber is Fen's wife. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, send us uh, off, Fen. You could, you could also say, my big, beautiful wife, Saber. My, my brave, <laughs> any com- any my brave, brave wife, Saber. <laughs> I'm listening to this podcast to experience my brave wife, Saber. Shout-outs to the Range Touch guys, also. Uh-huh. Um, and Cameron's brave, brave Specifically wife. Specifically to Cameron's brave wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, one day let's meet in the digital sea.
think you sound good. I sound good? Yeah. I always sound good, even when I sound bad, because I am very cool. You are very cool. Ignore the fact that I just hit my microphone <laughs> with my drink. You are very cool and cute and not at all uh, put together. What are you talking about? I didn't even brush my hair today. <laughs> um, oh. And I can't get my drink open. Are you okay? Yes. Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about getting Ben's drink open before we start recording. If this screwdriver was just a flathead instead of a Phillips, this would all be over. Do you Looks need like help? I use a pocket knife. That sounds dangerous. Well, I don't have any nails right now. Why don't you have any nails? Ben's looking at me like, you know. <laughs> I guess you are a lesbian. Okay, you used the pliers of a Leatherman, not a pocket knife. A pocket knife would have been terrifying. I decided to tone it down one step. I hope everyone appreciates that we finally have, like, post-pod stuff today. Because the past couple of recordings, I've literally hit record and said, Welcome to Fate Moon Archive. And Ben's been like, what the hell are we doing? And I'm just, I just soldier on. Uh-huh, it's been terrifying, um, but now we have a now we have a juicy minute and a half of uh -huh. us chatting about drinks. I feel like using a knife to open my drink would have been would have contributed to my um plan to make everyone think that I might be a serial killer in real life. The pliers, not so much. That just makes me look like a butch. Well, because you are a butch. <laughs> Am I a butch? I would say a little bit at least. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think I'm femme by any stretch of no. imagination. I just I imagine gooch? a gooch. Did you call me God. a gooch? God, the gunch. Am I the gunch? <laughs> Was the gunch there? Oh, whoops! <laughs> I forgot to turn all the effects off. That sometimes that doesn't impact anything. Like it shouldn't impact anything when recording. I think, but it does make like. Loud sounds sound really weird. Weird. Played back, I think, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. It's weird. Um anyway, they're all off now. I should Good. I should resave a template of this file with them all off so that I just mm -hmm. like I don't have to remember to turn them off. But. Remember when our template uh file had random volume spikes and drops like scattered throughout that I had to clean up every time we did an episode and I had no idea what was causing it and I assumed it was me but it was because you saved a template file with a bunch of audio changes or yeah, volume I, changes. Yeah, I took a finished episode, uh -huh. deleted the audio didn't realize the volume that the volume stuff uh stick stuck around um yeah i do remember that ben because i remember the the moment when i was like you know what i'm gonna start with an empty episode and build a template rather than mm -hmm. try to take an episode that already exists and mm -hmm. like build off of that do you want to do the intro or do you have other pre-pod post-pod saber update She's on my desk. Your big, your big, big, beautiful wife, Saber. I actually have three Sabers on my desk. One is... They're increasingly threatening, is the thing. One is uh, Castoria, Nendroid. This is, Very cute. This is a Grand Order character. Yeah. Don't worry if you don't know about her. Uh, type of Saber. She has a very good hat. Uh-huh. You could look her up now, because we know... 
we do know who saber is yeah mm-hmm. if you just type in castoria fgo into google that'll get you there uh-huh, uh-huh. just look She's at a her very different kind look of at thing. her look at her sen- second ascension perfect hat what if saber was a wizard <laughs> yeah it's really cute mm-hmm. uh the only the only thing that's bad about this nendo is that you can't have both the hat and also the ahoge yeah um, that makes sense because it's hair and it wouldn't go through the hat. But anime girl hats should have an Ohega. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, did it. I did it. I did it instead. Uh, a hoge hole. Yes. Now, in my defense, I was trying to say a word with hole in it. So it makes sense that <laughs> I would end up with a hago hole. Yeah. Um Okay, second saber. The Ohego uh, hole is what you call it when you go looking for Ohego uh, keycaps online. Google them. (laughs) I hate it here. Uh, Second saber is um, like a little model that you like, like a gunpla saber Uh is how I think about it. Yeah. um, Because that's the like. Buildable. Yeah. Like a, like. You pop things out of a sheet of plastic and then you put them together and then you put stickers on it to make it look like a saber. Uh-huh. Um, and she's very cute. Mm-hmm. She's then, not a robot saber. Though that no. would be fun too. I, ooh, mecha a little, saber. A little Gundam saber. That would be cute. Yeah. Uh, I would finally like a Gundam design. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> Controversial. I, to be fair, I do like, I think I, think I like the Zeta Gundam. I yeah. I don't I like, I like the Zaku so far. Gundams that I like. Zaku. Yeah. It's not a Gundam, but it is from the show Double like Gundam. Uh-huh. Mobile suit Gundam. Uh-huh. Uh Zaku. Don't like most of the other uh suits, suits from that. I don't I don't like the Gundam. The original Gundam. 0079 Gundam. It's just uh-huh. ugly. Um Rick Doms are are okay. But like oh, the really, the ones that like skate around on the ground. Yeah, I do like. And I think they have the whip, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, th- those are fun, but like Zaku's the best suit from that show, mm-hmm. pretty solidly for me. Um, hated all of the the Zeta designs until the Hyakushiki. The Hyakushiki's fun. Uh and the Hyakushiki is great. Um, and I like the Zeta Gundam. Mm-hmm. We've gotten there, so like, not still not my favorite suit. I think. Like the the Zaku is just it's such a good design. Yeah. Uh-huh. That it's gonna be hard to beat ever. Um but at least we're finally getting to suits that I'm like, oh yeah, I like seeing you. <laughs> You're fun. Um You got distracted talking about your wife again. Yeah, that that's distracted from talking about your wife, which is more important. I love Ben a lot. I was talking about Saber. I know. But <laughs> my real life wife is more important than Saber. Holy shit. One sec. I need to lay down. I never thought this day would come. Wow. Um. Anyway, and then I have Big Saber, who is a foot and a half tall and is my friend. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think she's my friend. So she hasn't tried to kill you yet. Oh, she could. No. Big enough to. Yeah. Um. The sword's a little pointy. You could probably, you could definitely take someone not, someone's eye out. I don't know that you could draw blood. She, well, she's just, just she's gonna yell Excalibur and shoot a little laser at you. Oh, that would be fun. Who would? I would. Fun? I would be happy to die <laughs> by the holy sword. Yeah, 
sort of the planet's light uh-huh. and life. You would see the tears of time. I would probably see the tears of time. <laughs>